<laughs> Imagine like, though, you just pull up on you with a sack of oranges at a party. You're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join this guy. This seems I feel like, like a good time. I feel like it'd be like a good drunk food where people be like, yeah, give me an orange. Hey, give me an orange. <laughs> I don't think it would have been a bad idea, honestly. <laughs> Probably wouldn't soak up much alcohol, but hey, your fingers would smell good when you go to fucking kiss a girl. So. Could you imagine the parties would be sweaty, so humid, and have this citrusy scent? <laughs> <laughs> and smell like booze. It's also, just this concoction of smells. <laughs> Some bitch walks up to you. Mm, you're cute. You smell like oranges. <laughs> you want to make out? Oh. Josh, how's it going? What's up, my boy? Oh, man, I'm so excited we're doing this. Welcome to apartment fuck 12. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, thanks, ladies and gents, for showing up to the fucking morning edition of The Ugly Franco Show. I am The Ugly Franco, and I'm here today with my boy, Jose Ortega. Hello, everyone. I'm a Lex native, so no Josh from high school, things like that. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Dude, uh, when your brother asked me this morning how, so me and Jose w- woke up early this morning and uh, went to the gym, you know, Planet Litness. Yeah, so if those of you that don't know, uh, Josh gets off work at three and I told him, hey man, make sure you go to bed. Like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hey Josh, go to bed, um, get a workout in the morning and I'll see you for the podcast. And he's saying some BS and I was like, who am I talking to right now? But, <laughs> I was um, like, nah man, I'm going to stay up till six. Yeah. He was I don't give a fuck like about that. this conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just but how um, it is. It was exciting to see you in the gym just because um sometimes you just need someone to just dog on you to get there. Yeah, bro. I love when you Snapchat call people out because one, it's fucking hilarious, but two, it's also like, damn, bro, I really do need to work out. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I've seen people. I think people appreciate the like call outs because um, oh, yeah. I've been starting to get tagged and people's like, Jose, where are you at? Like, yeah. are you in the gym? Right. And it's like, hey, man, like, I'll be there at four. Like, right. And then if I don't call people out, they're like, hey, I did not go to the gym. Like, where was the snap? I'm like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Like, me calling them out actually, like, helps them get to the gym. Yeah, it really Such does. a little thing, but, like, accountability. Totally. That's what I see it as. It's, like, the honest, like, one of the most honest, fun ways to, like, account, keep your bros accountable, you know? Yeah. Just call them out on Snapchat. Yeah, because, like... Apple Watch, like, I don't like the Apple Watch. Would I buy it again? No. But I'm like, you track your activity, and then whoever shares it with you, it says, like, hey, your friend got a work item for, like, 30 minutes. 30 minutes is, like, really is like better than nothing. But, like, when I don't see that they got workouts in, then I, like, call them out. I'm like, you know, and I, like, I record myself, like, yeah, you blah, blah, blah. You haven't worked out. What's your deal? Get to the gym. You know, the day's almost over. So, I mean, I think that's funny, you know, and... I always tell people like, hey, if you want me to keep you accountable, just share that um, activity with me and I'll do it. And people have. like, I love it. I think it's funny. Like you said, it's a funny way to just keep people accountable. 
Well, everybody wants to feel like they're included or at least thought about. Yeah. And when man. we and when we at least you know, we're growing up, we're moving away, at least thirty minutes away, an hour away, two hours away, you're all the way in the the big city, the thriving metropolis, you know. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, dude, are we like, are we ever going to see each other? And yeah. Now it's like with social media, bro. We should see each other as much as we fucking want to. Yeah. We have a fucking camera right there. Yeah. So it's like nice. I like know? it because, it, like you're saying, yeah, it lets me connect with my friends in yeah. such a little way, but like still keeping in touch, you know, like right. As long as I know Joshy P is going to the gym, like I'm happy. <laughs> that's it. Like, I don't right. care what else he's doing, but if he's getting his butt to the gym, that's the gym. I'm all for it. Jose, my <laughs> man, dude. My oh fucking guy, dog. But yeah. no, when your brother said, uh, how do you know him? Well, I you, was trying to think of so many different ways to just lie. Yeah. Because I love doing that. It's so fun. When it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I love lying when it doesn't matter. I don't oh lie about gosh. things that matter. Like, if somebody asked me, like, did you fuck my girlfriend? I'm not going to be like... I don't know, man. You yeah. Know, no, I'm just kidding. No. Like, but, like, he's like, how do you know What'd Jose? You tell him? What'd you tell him? Tell people I was like, people. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what's up, Daniel? My name's Josh. He's like, oh yeah, what's good? I'm Daniel. Uh, how do you guys know each other? I was like, man, me and Jose used to throw oranges at cute girls that didn't talk to us at parties. So that's how it started, man. A blossoming friendship began right there. I did not expect it to come out of your mouth. No, I heard that. I was like, oh, geez, that's hilarious. Like. <laughs> Imagine like, though you just pull up on me with a sack of oranges at a party. You're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join this guy. This seems I feel like, like a good time. I feel like it'd be like a good drunk food where people be like, yeah, give me an orange. Hey, give me an orange. <laughs> I don't think it would have been a bad idea, honestly. <laughs> Probably wouldn't soak up much alcohol, but hey, your fingers would smell good when you go to fucking kiss a girl. So. Could you imagine the parties would be sweaty, so humid, and have this citrusy scent? <laughs> And smell like booze. It's also, just this concoction of smells. <laughs> Some bitch walks up to you. Mm, you're cute. You smell like oranges. <laughs> you want to make it out? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my Son gosh. Of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dog. How's that coffee, dude? It's good. Um. Yeah, I like you added the right amount of like creamer. Definitely not, not too, too much. So, okay. I just like the creamer to give it that color. Yeah, man. That's it. That's I usually good. just drink it black in a sense. Not that I'm like hard and cool, but right. like creamer's money and <laughs> sugar's <laughs> bad for you in a sense. Yeah. Because I feel like I can easily go overboard like a tablespoon of sugar, um, a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more. So it's like, just not ideal for me in a sense. Yeah, man. But I definitely like sweets like. Yeah. Oh, Treat yeah. yourself every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I'm, s- I'm still way too overboard on sweets. It's <laughs> actually getting better. Um, you know, I used to go to bed like every night with like chocolate or gummy worms or potato <laughs> chips in my Yo. bed. Literally in my bed. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, dog, I can't do that. Plus, as I'm getting older, I keep waking up in the morning. Yeah. Having like a weird little like stomach ache. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, that probably is the chips, man. Like, <laughs> so bad. Like, I'm over here, like, ah, Josh, what a goon. He's eating chips at midnight. No, dude. Sometimes I wake up like at 3 a.m. just hungry, and then I'm like chips or like, oh my god, sa- I'll just whip up the easiest a sandwich. Like, I don't know why though. Like, I'm seriously hungry. And the funny thing is, like, I eat two dinners in a sense. Like, yeah, I'll get home, I'll eat like a oh. 4 p.m., 5 p.m., go work out, eat right after my workout, like 6, mm-hmm. 6.30. Mm-hmm. 
and then like eight again, eight p.m. I'm eating again. Yeah, and like yeah. I'm still within macros, blah blah blah. Like I'm not overeating, right. but like I just get so hungry sometimes. And then some days I'm like not hungry. So then I wake up at three a.m. and like eat whatever. I feel that, and I think that's not completely unhealthy because, like you said, you're staying within your macros, but also like. <clears throat> Bodybuilders eat like six to eight times a day. Yeah, and they're like, like they eating are constantly so much eating. Yeah, they're eating what like fucking six thousand calories or some shit. Some crazy three to six k, three to six k. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. So two dinners, I don't think when you're being healthy. Yeah, I don't think that's bad, bad at all. At yeah, because I'm eating you're like giving yourself. I'm literally eating the, the same day. thing for dinner one, and then the same thing for dinner two, and it's like <laughs> right. pasta chicken, pasta chicken, pasta chicken. <laughs> Like I stepped away from rice. You know, I grew, you got to grow up some, one day and just yeah. stop doing chicken and rice. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cook a fucking noodle. Oh, my gosh. I think the best advice, honestly, like, the coolest advice I've ever heard for, like, nutrition and trying to, like, track or tie it to, like, bodybuilding or whatever was from normal a normal person who was, like, natty, um, not super jacked or anything. But they're like, just eat when you're hungry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they and eat go. healthy, obviously. But like, right? Eat Try when you're eat hungry. Like, healthy. quit trying to like starve yourself. Yeah. If you're hungry, just eat. Yeah. Healthy. Right. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. It really does. Yeah. It seems <laughs> so weird to us because it's like, eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then I don't know, the way that it is, it's like you know, do something with your friends, and then you're like, oh, let's go to McDonald's yeah. or whatever, and then you get like too much or something. Yeah. If you just eat when you're hungry. Then that's the best way to do it. Problem, and you eat like a proportional size. Yeah, too. you know, you don't just like stuff. Yeah, go into a food coma. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I th- I like that. Those I like my, about that's my take on nutrition in this sense because some people are like I hate using the word diet because when I say diet, people are like eat less. It's not about eating less. It's just like literally eat healthy and eat when you're hungry. Come on, that's what I do. Right. Like yeah. if my breakfast, if I'm not hungry for breakfast, I'm probably having a big lunch. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll still like munch on something in the morning, but yeah, some almonds or some like mm-hmm. a little granola, little granola bar. bar. Love those yeah. things. Yeah, dude. Like I have one in my backpack right there. You can see it. Just oh, yeah. Always right on there. strapped. <laughs> Once you go to granola bar, dude, Um, it's a little bit pricey, but I've been eating the Quest bars Um, at Hy-Vee. They're like $2 a piece, which is kind of pricey. If you buy a box of like 12 of them, you're almost paying like $20. It sucks. But, um, I eat them sparingly. Like, I'll buy those expensive ones, and then I'll buy some cheap Nature Valley ones. Yeah. And um, if I'm really hungry or in a rush or pre-workout, I'll do the Quest Bar. But if I'm just like, I want a snack right now, like, I'll do, like, the cheap bar. Yeah. So that's what I do. But um, yeah. I don't like to buy them. But like I said, I don't eat them, like, one every day or two every day. I'm like, I'll go through them so fast. Right. It's easy. Those easy-to-grab <laughs> things. Yeah. They, They're know. still healthy, but, like, Right. It's expensive yeah. and it's so easy to grab. So I'm like, if I'm really hungry and in the rush, yeah. I'll eat it. Right. But if I'm just like trying to snack to like eat and like prepare for my lunch, I'm so funny, dude. I always tell people like, I say, why are you eating? Like lunch is like in a little bit, like or lunch break in between classes. I'm like, oh, this is pre-lunch. <laughs> 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 I got to get my stomach ready. <laughs> pre-lunch. Yogurt and the granola bar, man. That's my pre-lunch. <laughs> I like Literally. that. I like that, bro. That's funny. That's how it is for us growing yeah. kids, though. Yeah, I you always tell to. people I'm always growing. I'm like, I'm always growing. Like, even my mom, like, she doesn't see me every day, obviously. But like, uh-huh. 
your heart's bigger every time I see you. I'm like, <laughs> like flexing, like the gains, mom. Right? Yeah. What the you get around your, mom, your parents? You're comfortable. You're like, just take your shirt off right there. You're like, look, mom, look at that. That wasn't there yesterday. Dude, that yeah. fucking grew today. Dude, yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, it's so funny because like Latina moms, like they're so funny when it comes to the gym. Like if I went one time, I saw my mom like lifting, blah, 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 squatting, like, why are you using so much weight? And it's like literally a plate. Why are you using so much weight? You're going to break your back. So then today I was hanging out my brother post-gym. Yeah. And then he FaceTimed my mom. And I'm like, yeah, mom, you wouldn't believe it. Like, Daniel put so much weight on there for me. I thought I was going to break my back. She's like, Daniel, you're lucky I'm not over there. Like, you're going to break him, your younger brother, you know, just going off with him in a sense. And I'm just, I'm just stirring the pot over here. So obviously that wasn't the case, but you're like, I told him to stop and he wouldn't mom. I don't know what's wrong. But yeah, like I was like going back to like, yeah, like I'm always growing. I feel like everyone always tells yeah. me like whenever I see like my parents, my dad and Lex or like family friends in a sense, like I was like, when are you done growing? I'm like, when I stop paying the gym or I die, honestly, <laughs> dude, that was a gangster fucking clip right there. Dude. I'm like, clip that dude. Shit. <laughs> oh I like gosh. that When I stop hitting the gym Or I die Yeah man I'm so excited I'm finally seeing gains I think Just because like I'm more committed Cause like during school man College UNK here For four years I was always like Nah I have to study Nah yeah. I can skip today I have to study Yeah I And I would study I wouldn't just like Dick around Or like Waste my hour I would, like, I would actually yeah. commit to the studying But I was yeah. like Just not consistent with the gym So I was like Yeah now I'm like more mature. I'm more focused on like schedule. Like for a while, like from literally all summer through like November, December, I was working out like at four or five a.m. School all day, and then like go to bed by like eight. And then like once January rolled around, I was kind of like lenient. I was like, you know, like my mental health kind of like getting stressed out because like this, like such strict schedule. So I'm like, I'll just sleep, go to school, and then like work out after class. Take it easy on myself. And like, yeah, I feel good. And I was, people always ask me, like, how do you do, like, a 4 a.m. workout, 5 a.m. workout? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to. But now that I don't want to, like, people still ask me for my class, like, did you get your workout in this morning? I'm like, dude, how many times I got to tell you, like, I'm doing 4 p.m., 5 p.m. workouts now. It's like, oh, really? Like, why the change? And I'm like, I just feel like it. Like, yeah. I'm still getting in there. That's the important thing is getting in there. Yeah. So you're pretty good at, like, self-awareness. You're not so, like schedule i mean obviously you have the schedule part of you pretty yeah. well in you know when you need to study you know when you need to sleep you know when your body needs to work out but also you've got enough self-awareness to switch those different things up and say you know what fuck this 5 a.m but not fuck the workout yeah just fuck it for right now i'm tired my body needs a little bit more yeah you wake up i'm actually not very hungry i'm gonna wait as long as i can until i have a little yeah. bar and then lunch will come and i'll eat yeah. good so you've got pretty good self-awareness, it sounds like, as far as your body goes. You yeah, know? and I'm the, I don't know, like, if you, like, let's say you live in Omaha, dude, and we, like, hung out a lot, which probably mm -hmm. would. Mm -hmm. I'm the biggest, like, play by your guy, too. So, like, it's kind of weird. I'm always, like, like to, like, to you, my brother, people I'm, like, come see here, saw Jade last night, whatever. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah, bro, like, we'll work out when we work out. Uh, we'll go to B-Dibs when we, like. It's such a play by ear guy, but I'm still like so schedule oriented in this sense. Yeah. I think it just, like you said, just comes down to the fact that I know what needs to get done and it's going to get done. Yeah. 
just a matter of like is it up in the lineup first or is it the second thing priority yeah third fourth fifth yeah yeah i like that i love being that way too you know i love being like all over the place sporadic play by ear yeah you know but i also know that like this is what i need to do this is what i want to do yeah you know? like usually i do my podcast on wednesdays this week friday yeah you know yeah we'll do we'll do one this week he waited as long as i get my one in for the week hell yeah Doug. yeah i will wait i will wait for you and just to prove that josh is a great planner contrary to popular belief he he planned like we planned this um session months ago hell yeah months we ago. did and it's like Fuck yeah and jonas was one like how are you getting you guys plan two months in advance you're gonna like have a session <laughs> like bro yeah. just throw on the cl- calendar just throw yeah. it on the calendar on your phone yeah man know about it <laughs> dude i'm, I'm dude I, number one thank you for saying that to the people because sometimes i feel like they do think that i am just all over the place and i'm fucking Dude, I'm a shit little together, bit guys. grown up now, dog. Like, yeah, I've got like when I meet somebody. Like, I saw Freddie Lopez the other day, and uh, at the gym, and I was like, "Yo, Freddie, let's do a podcast." He's like, "All right, bet, hit me up." I was like, "Okay, it'll probably be in a month," because I got people fucking lined up. Yeah, like I have them scheduled. That makes you, you happy know? here, man. Yeah, right. And he's like, "Oh, dude, what the fuck? Why are you talking to me about it now?" And I was like, "Cause I see you now, so I'm yeah. gonna like say something about." It. So when I hit you up, at least it'll be like. A week in advance and then you know leading up to that i'll be like hey bro you still down hey you still down yeah hey, you still down so then the people that do cancel on me when i've been doing that to them in my brain i'm like son of a bitch dude mm-hmm. i fucking told you about this man yeah i fucking told you yeah. bro I, I mean good for you for asking him in person though <laughs> because like it's more genuine man like yeah, like know? could you imagine getting hit up hey do you want to do a podcast with me it's like, sure. Right. But like, like, if it's in person, like, yo, man, I've been working on this podcast. You know, you know, right? we talk about this or whatever. Yeah. Like, I see you're doing this at school. Maybe chat about that. Anything, really. And it just sounds more like, oh, like, he really wants me to talk about, like, what's going on in my life. Cool. Because people yeah. love talking about themselves. Bro, everybody's an attention whore. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay because, like, like. It's okay. You got stuff like, you do. Like, we're human. We're yeah. selfish. We're all trying to do, like, good in this world. So, like, right. we want to talk about it. So, like, kind of, like, Anchor. Like, if you want to talk about your life and what you're trying to change in this world, yeah, use Anchor and do it. <laughs> exactly, bro. This is Anchor. Uh, ad. <laughs> yeah, this is the Anchor ad mid-podcast. mid, mid podcast. <laughs> No, but seriously, man. For real, though, I love talking about people and, like, listening to them and, like, learning about them. Yeah, like, my roommate... Or like roommate's this landlord, like he's our age, bought a house, he's already flipped it, it's super nice. And um he was doing some YouTube videos for a while and like, yeah, man, just full send it. Like there's people our age that want advice on how to like do what you've already done. Like Yes, dude. Yes. And just talk about what you're doing good in this world in a sense. Dude, yeah. Like I want to learn from someone my age because they understand how I think, they understand how I talk. We're around the same age sometimes learning from older generations is so much better but it's also sometimes really stressful because they don't times talk are changing like us. they don't think like us yeah you know? and times are changing and it's so like in healthcare like i obviously you got to respect physicians who have been in the game for 20 plus years they've done a lot of great things they've maybe cured something or you know but i'm like they can only give you so much advice and this is like a hot take or like a soapbox like an opinion opinion um 
look, man, I get what you're saying, but like, you can't directly contribute to like my success in becoming a physician one day. So, you know, and like all the problems that are in healthcare right now, like you're leaving it to me. Let's be real. You're going to retire soon. It's not going to be your problem. Like, don't give me advice on how to fix it because it's going to be way different once I'm a full-blown physician and I'm going to see how I can navigate and fix some things. That's and that's my take on advice. Like, older people can give you advice, but it's like, at the end of the day, I think there's two ways, two, like, mechanisms, two systems to, like, figure out what to do. It's like, one, you, like, can make your pros and cons list or you can just do what's going to make you happy. Like, that's how I look at it. I always tell people, like, Okay, either make a pros and cons list, then decide what you want to do, or choose the one that's going to make you happy. Even if it's short-term, still choose it. Yeah, yeah. Because you're choosing happy, happiness. Right. right, yeah. Yeah. I think there's wisdom in that. Yeah. So what kind of, now that we, we got you talking about the physician stuff, what kind of started your thinking of wanting to go into the medical field? So um, I've had great health all my life, and I'm super thankful, you know, um, Glory be to God, all those great things, because I haven't had to deal with, um, from like a broken bone to like, a the flu. Like, I don't think I've ever had the flu literally like maybe once when I was young, but like you're a child, like you're going to get sick with anything. But, um, growing up, I was starting to get exposed to like the real world. And I was in like fifth grade, my s- older sister who basically raised me, she was in high school at the time was like life flighted i think is the term she was flown to like carney and then from carney she was flown to omaha for like a something related to her health and i was so young so i couldn't just wrap my head around what was going on but um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was like oh wow someone i care about can go through something so terrible so i'm like what's that about that's like not fair and i'm like oh god why would you do this you know but um yeah so then she had all these health problems going on lupus rheumatoid arthritis um, and she definitely, like, is okay with me sharing her testimony in a sense because, like, glory be to God, man. Like, yeah, he has pulled her out of that, like, health issue and she's doing well. I'm so happy for her. But, like, growing up, man, I felt so helpless. It's like, like, hey, God, like, my sister's done a lot. You've already put her through a lot, like, you know, whatever. But I'm like, I think I can deal with the lupus. Just give it to me and, like, leave her alone. Like, you know, that was like my real thoughts, like when I was young, because wow. I felt so helpless. I'm like, I can't help her. That's yeah. not cool. I can only be there like you can do it. Or, like I can help her around the house or something. Right, right. But um, then my younger sister, who's younger than me, also went through a similar thing, but differently because like she was born here. So she's like a citizen, you know, like that whole green card thing. So she has access to resources to help her navigate through like this health issue, whether financially or being able to go to regular doctor visits. Um. So then I'm once again, I'm like, oh, dang, now my younger sister's going through this. Like, that's not cool. Like, I can't help her either. And I remember in high school, my dad got cancer. And I'm like, okay, so now I definitely can't help three of my family members who have, like, these battles. And um, so I feel so helpless. So I always tell people, like, why I want to become a physician is my family's been affected by health. I've been helpless for them. But um, maybe one day I can help someone, someone's sister help someone's dad. Um, so that's like the spark. That's like the reason why. But um, whether it's through like my experiences working at a hospital as a CNA, and I would say like wiping ass. Um, <laughs> I was the best ass wiper that hospital had. 
literally, man. I res- I reflect hey, that, about that's it. That's how you gotta be. Yeah, man. you gotta be the best that you're able like, to be. Yeah, whatever. Me and you doing. talk about this like quick yeah. side story. Me and Josh yeah. always talk about like, dude. Yeah, if I'm gonna be a Domino's delivery driver, I'm gonna be the best damn Domino's delivery driver. And that's the attitude is like yeah. being being a monster, getting after it. So yeah, like I literally would wipe the best ass. And like Jose, like why are you like? Once you wipe ass enough, like you figure out it, you know how to just like do it. But um, but I've also seen lots of issues in healthcare. Like, not everyone can be perfect. Um, for example, my dad, he like speaks broken English for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he can like speak English and get by. I'm happy for him. But like when it comes to like receiving what you're telling him, it might go over his head in the sense he might not comprehend everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he definitely doesn't get like. Like, if you're being rude to him, he's so focused on, like, the words that are coming out of your mouth, he doesn't know you're being rude to him. The connotations that are, like, subtly yeah. thrown in there. Like, yeah, the like the implicit attitudes, implicit verbs that you use, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, it's kind of like, growing up, I was always like, hey, dad, like, if I can be at one of your appointments to, like, help advocate for you, I want to be there. And, like, living in Omaha, all his appointments... He's great with cancer now, like remission, all that good stuff. Good. Um. So whenever he goes back for like checkups or whatever, I'm like, I'm always there just because I want to make sure he's getting treated fairly. Yeah. And not just getting, um, um, like in and out, like a doctor that comes in and out, like, okay, you're good. Like, like I'm right. like, just cause he, just cause my dad can't hold a conversation with you in this sense and like just joke and like, ha ha ha. Right. Um, like, doesn't mean like he's not a human and maybe like, I get it. Physicians are f- busy. You know, they have so many people to see, but like, yeah. like I've learned how to like have such a great conversation in less than a minute. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like, like so many people, so many people are worried about in and out. Like I got 20 other people to see like, cool, man. Well, that 20, like, Ideally, you want like 10 minutes with someone, let's say. If you have to force that into two minutes, make that two minutes worth um, 10 minutes. It's kind of like with the weightlifting. I always tell people, I was telling you this, like, yeah, man, just make the 60-pound dumbbell heavier. It's like, how do you do that? Slower, better technique. Yeah. Like, quit trying to, like, do terrible technique with a 75-pound dumbbell. Yeah. It's like, make the two minutes heavier. Like, make it better. Make it longer. Yeah, exactly. But um, there's just so many things I want to change. I mean, it's, if it, is it going to be doable? It's not impossible. It's just going to be an uphill battle. It's yeah. going to be an uphill battle. That's why I, I keep telling people I'm going to make my own hospital. Like literally, like I'm. T- I'm not, I don't want to work for someone else. Yeah. That tells me to, hey, I want you to like have better patient interactions, and I want people to come out of here feeling like you really took care of them. No implicit bias or no implicit racism. Like, but then. But then they're going to, like, put, like, um, just all these, like, barriers that make it hard for me to, like, like, hey, we want you to make so much money so you can only have two minutes with your patients. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, but you want me to also, like, make sure they come out satisfied. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. You can't give me five minutes with them or, like, hey, you're taking too long with your patients, like, but you also want me to. So that's where I, that's how I see the uphill battle. Yeah. So I'm like. You know what? Maybe we just need like a new healthcare system. Like, is it doable? I don't know yet, but yeah. Once I get there and get some experience, you know, and see how just things work, we'll see if I can do my own thing. Cause that'd be fun. I literally told Jade like, I'm telling Jade's a money guy. I'm not a money guy. Like, I don't know how businesses work. So I'm like, right. dude, I'll I'll get the hospital and you just run the hospital like admin from the administrative side. There you go. And I'm like, because I just can't. 
I don't know how businesses work, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just worried about the people. Right. <laughs> Not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. No, that that's one of the cool things that I like about having good people skills is every time I need help, there's another person that has a completely different skill set and is totally able to carry that workload. Yeah. So I think it's like super cool that you and Jade are having those conversations now yeah. because dog, 40 years down the road, 20 years down the road, whatever it's going to be. You've been talking about it. Yeah. You're going to have so much more experience. You're just going to be getting better at the learning and the taking care of people. And he's just going to get better at auditing businesses and, you know, all that stuff, dude, fucking balancing the checkbook and yeah. you know, all that shit. I don't even, you know, Cause, whatever. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's a business and I need to make money to pay me, to yeah. pay him, to pay yeah. anyone else. But, um, right. I just think it's, there's, a better option out there for healthcare so people don't come out like there's so many statistics out there that prove that people don't get treated right just because of the color of their skin or oh, different yeah. language or and you, I'm you not just saying, know I'm how not, it is you see it day to day yeah you know, and like, like when I was working at the hospital I mean I saw great people who like made a difference I'm like wow like you're doing amazing things in your position like that's so cool did I ever see anyone like not do anything no but like it still exists just because I didn't see it where I was at. Like people getting treated poorly, like doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just was fortunate that I wasn't around. The other was, you know, I would have got frustrated or something, but like there was times like there was a guy who spoke only Spanish basically. And like, there was, there's like little like, um, walking with wheels, like translator iPads, basically. So it connects you through video or just voice chat with the translator. But like I know Spanish and like I even like test it out through the hospital that I was like a certified Spanish translator. So like I would advocate for people that would remind me of my dad or remind me of my mom or my sisters. And like it's like, hey, I'm here. So like tell me everything you're feeling. I will make sure that doctor listens. So that's that's just like. And it's not the doctor's fault for not knowing Spanish, but it's like, there's got to be a better way than to just um, have iPads that like can connect you with someone that's a translator. Like, there's got to be a better way. Like, obviously, the better way is like, okay, then like teach everyone Spanish, teach everyone whatever language. Like, that's impossible. Like, I can't learn every language, but um, it's not impossible to learn another language. Because I was telling, so my interview, when I got interviewed for med school, um, they're like, What's one thing that like you would tell other people in like a hospital or like when you were working there? And I was like, I'm like, well, you know how everyone always says, dang, I wish I knew Spanish. Like, that's so cool that you can just talk to these patients in Spanish. I'm like, learn it then. Like, like I believe in you because sometimes some people don't want to do it because and this is a hot take and it's obviously not applying to everyone. But like, let's say, you know, someone that like grew up privileged in the sense, you know, they've always been good at everything or if they weren't good at something, like, they had someone to, like, tutor them or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm, like, trying to learn another language, you're so vulnerable. And it's, like, embarrassing in a sense, you know? Yeah. So, like, sometimes I feel like some people don't hear enough, like, do it then. Like, you can do, like, you just learn Spanish, man. Like, yeah. So I feel like that's something people don't hear a lot. It's more like, oh, that's cool that you want to learn it. Yeah. It's like, no, like, encourage them to do it. Because, like, yeah. I, sh like, here in Lex, man. 
when I shadowed, like when you're pre-med, you have to do all these shadowing hours. Basically, mm-hmm. you're like a fly in the wall is what everyone says. Yeah. Every yeah. college kid says, oh, thanks for letting me be a fly wall today. And that's I, like, that's like <laughs> the like cliche yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like done for the day. Oh God. And, um, it was in Lex and they have translators there. Obviously, you know, Lex is like predominantly Hispanic. Hell yeah. And they only had like two translators or something. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was like, they were both busy. So I'm like, I probably can't translate amazingly, but I'm like, I can do it. Like I can right. do, I can't like translate medical terminology, but um, yeah. so I was like shadowing, but I also translated I'm like, wow, like there's a real need for like just knowing another language. Such Dude. a real need. Dude. Yeah. For real. And I'm like, I wish like, like the physician knew some Spanish terms, but like not enough, you know? Yeah. Like dolor is the biggest thing, like pain, like everyone, every physician knows that like, Donde dolor, donde dolor, like where is the pain? Okay. And um, I'm like, hmm, is it really impossible for them to learn another language? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. But when I moved to Omaha, man, I finally shadowed in a clinic that like caters to every culture, everyone, and every doctor, every nurse, every um, desk person, anyone knows Spanish. And it's crazy. It's crazy. So, like, I wrote about this in an essay that I had to write for med school. It was like, yeah, you know, for the, I talked about Lex and how, like, there's such a need for Spanish. And, like, wow, it seems impossible. And then I talked about, like, and here in Omaha, there's a clinic. And I could not believe how that doctor was talking to the patient. It was just ridiculous. And I'm like, he was speaking to them in their language. And I was like. And that showed me that's not impossible to break down these barriers. Definitely not. Yeah. Because yeah. this white male, Omaha born and raised, amazing guy. And I told him this. Had so much like trust from his patients because he spoke their language and they were so open with him. Yeah. So that's just like my take on like just healthcare what i think about it there's all these barriers that are not impossible to break down yeah even totally. people make it seem like it yeah i think that's a lot to be said too just about meeting people where they're at you know just like you Meet know in the middle yeah dude it's not um, impossible yeah do your best like the other day i was at the gym and there was this lady that was having mm-hmm. a hard time kind of like getting into her workout mm-hmm. and I was kind of going along doing my thing and she came up and she had enough humility to ask me like, Hey, can you help me like squat really quick? I haven't squatted in a long time. It's just been a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of like need some like pointers and I couldn't tell if she was like trying to hit on me or <laughs> Josh, if she, you know where his mind's at. Yeah. All the women want this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But like, <laughs> It was just an honest, like, can you help me? You know? So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll help you. And at first I just wanted to be like, okay, so the part where you're standing, go down and then stand up again. And that's squatting. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Maybe she, cause she was a little bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, good for her because like she's in there, dude. That's yeah. the fucking hardest part. And when you're insecure about it, the best thing that you could do is ask someone and the best thing that they could do is like be genuine with you and like help, you know, I agree. you're at planet fitness, you know, you no judgment zone, no judgment though, dude. Yeah. There's a thing on the wall that says no ego. And the other day I was walking past it and just thought about the guy from Ratatouille. That's probably like, 
Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know how he sounds. The guy, oh, the fucking, what, what is he? Like, the fucking, the, is it the food critic guy? The food critic dude. Ego just walks into Planet Fitness like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, totally side thing. But meeting this lady where she's at, you know, just like Jose is talking about, I, I just had to be like, okay, so like, you know, and I just went through all of squatting. I was like, yeah. the point of squatting, number one, is to shock your nervous system and kind of like help you think. I can do this because yeah. you're going down to a very vulnerable state physically and then getting back up. Yeah. So you don't want to load the bar with like a ton of weight because you want to look cool. You want to just do it for yourself. Right. I agree. So she took off a five. She mm. kept a 10 on, you know? Yeah. So I was already right there. I was like, dude, yeah. Something I said affected <laughs> how she's thinking. That's fucking cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then I helped her through the workout and, you know, I didn't do the whole workout with her because I needed to do my shit. Yeah. But I like really helped her like think about squat differently yeah. and then do it. You know, I stood there and kind of like watched her and be like, okay, go down as low as you possibly can. Wasn't judgmental. Wasn't objectifying, yeah. you know, just kind of like empowering. Like, you know, yeah. you can, you can go a little bit lower. I think try to do that, you know, and then really power up through it. Just like normal squat shit. Yeah. And it was nice, dude. But I had to meet her where she was at. I couldn't go into it like a gym bro. Like, all right. Yeah. So um, you got fucking tens on. You're a pussy. Yeah, get down no, and then get yeah. back up and uh, do like 15 reps. You know, we did like eight reps or something yeah. like that, you know? And yeah. she was feeling it. You know, I could tell. That's but. so cool that she asked you. Because to me, that shows like, wow, Josh is so approachable, which I know that. Um, yeah, well, thanks. But um, <laughs> were you wearing headphones? Nah. See, that's the thing. You know what I've started doing is. Yeah. Not that I'm like know everything about working out or something, but like sometimes some people like don't know who to ask because everyone's wearing headphones. Yeah, you know. So yeah. sometimes like I've been working out with just one in. Yeah. Because then like if I had like, because then if someone wants a spot or if someone wants a like a uh, can you help me with benching squatting? Yeah. It's like they s everyone has headphones on except this one goon with one in and one out. <laughs> it's like I mean I can ask him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. see, because you were not wearing headphones, but if you were wearing headphones, like I don't want to bother him right yeah you know? i do feel i think that. that's what it is i feel that it's a headphone but i don't want to take away and make it about me i think it's really cool that you know you're even thinking about like you know in the workplace how your one skill that you probably sometimes overlook as a skill you just know spanish yeah you're meeting people where they need to be met and then helping in a real way because yeah. i'm sure some of their some of these like older people that are coming in are really going to appreciate you being like wait do you have any questions? And yeah. then their kid being like, Ma, ask him. You yeah. know, but they're but the mom's like scared because they're like, Oh, I, I don't I don't want to, you know? Yeah. You know, so like somebody's kid is really gonna be like, dude, that guy fucking cared about my dad, you know? Yeah. Like that's fucking cool. Yeah. Just like I'm sure you're seeing some physicians really take care of your parents or not take care of your parents. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's, I think that's a really good point, dude. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling people. It's like, um, I'm over here trying to defy all the odds, obviously for me, because I find it rewarding to help people. But I'm um, at the same time, like right now, the statistic out there that exists is like 6% of med students who get accepted and go into their first year, 6% are Latino. And like, I'm like, that can change. I can do it. It can happen. I'm sure oh. it can go. I'm sure it can go up in my lifetime. Have you always thought like that? Or has it been a, a time just like when, when something is one way? And then they tell you, this is how it is. Have you always just kind of been like, eh, we'll see. Or has that been like a progressive, like, 
It's it's you know what no, my confidence has been built to this point, and I'm gonna say fuck that shit. I'm gonna do it, um, or I'm gonna try. You know. Well, I think it's always been like like, and eh, we'll see. You know, I think it's always been like that. But um, literally, who I was t- I don't know who I was telling this to, but I was like my senior year, man. I remember I wanted to be like a lawyer to like fight for parents who like come here illegally, they're immigrants, and like fight for their rights to like stay here. I like I was thinking that like beginning of my senior year, middle of my senior year, I was thinking about like being a welder because I was in welding class and I was like, I don't think I'm good at this, but like I think I'm good enough where I can get into like welding a trade school and like make some serious money because everyone keeps flexing. Yeah, you know, you see that guy over there, like truck, bike on the back of his truck, a big welding machine. Um, I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. But then, like, eventually, I'm like, you know, I think I can do a lot of great things, like, as a physician. Because um, you're going to be super respected because you just because you have the MD after your name. Right. And dude. people are going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, and it's especially, especially if it's about health. And then, um, so, yeah, like, but, like, there was a time, I think my juniors and I, like, popped off. Because, like, I remember my freshman year, I was, like, just, like, meek. I was, like, just quiet. I was, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was, like getting to school, whatever. But I wasn't thinking about like, I want to change the world. And then <laughs> yeah. sophomore year, I was kind of the same, man. I'm like, just like this normal kid, you know, go to school, yeah. practice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And just go home, you know, hang out with the fam. But my junior year, I'm like, hmm. I like found my voice, I felt like. Yeah. Uh, it, like, I don't, it's not about like, oh, I became cooler. No, it was like, I just like voiced my opinion more. I was thinking about things long term. I keep telling my nephew who's an eighth grader and I'm like, like you're looking through a straw because you're in eighth grade, which is fine. But like, I want you to like listen to what I'm saying because I want you to see the world for what it is and to see, trying to like figure out your identity and where you are in this world. And then eventually, man, like I kept hearing all these things growing up in college. I'm like, we'll see about that. Like, like UNK, like they, I was the only like Spanish tour guide. And then, um, I'd see all these families come and like they reminded me of my dad. My dad, man, when he went on my tour for college, he just would look at the buildings and like the tour guide was saying blah 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 blah. That stuff was going over my dad's head. <laughs> yeah, you know. What? He's just and he's then just, and I would translate it to my dad like, "What he's saying, this dad? Like, do you have yeah. any questions?" And my dad like didn't have any questions. One, he didn't know what to even ask. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you know, my dad's biggest thing was like, "Well, how are you going to pay for college?" Right, yeah. That's the only question my dad yeah, had. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I'd always tell fa- like parents that remind them, like, don't worry. Like, your son can do a lot of great things here. Like, if there's any example, it's literally me. I'm literally figuring out things the way I go, as I go, like, which is not ideal. But I'm like, it's my cards. It's the cards I was dealt with. So, like, I always tell people, like, don't let the circumstance define you. Like, it's hard. It's easier said than done, you know, because, like, growing up, I was like, eh. Like, eh, because of the color of my skin, their statistics, like, I'm friends with these guys who are headed, who are heading down bad roads, you know, growing up. Like, but I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to, like, do something cool. Yeah. Something yeah. great, maybe, even. Totally. So I've always been like, eh, like, we'll see. Like, I can defy the odds. Like, you got to believe in yourself, first of all. Yeah. Like, if you don't, no one else will. And Honestly, it, man. And, and like, I don't care. You I know. mean, I love it when people like support me and say, well, good luck on your MCAT or good luck on the right, test. Right. Obviously, you know, real ones. But um, 
I don't believe in myself. What the hell? I should yeah, just dude. give up. Yeah, dog. Just give up. You're not thinking I can do this. What the? F-? You know? Yeah. You're, you're not. You're not starting off right. You're not yeah. gonna give yourself a good, <laughs> positive mentality going into whatever yeah. you're doing. And I see that transition when you're talking about going to sophomore year to junior year because you joined baseball your junior year, yeah. right? Yeah. Dog, you got like so much better by the time you were done because we both started yeah. junior and senior year. Yeah. We were both like the new kids. It was fun. I enjoyed dude, it a lot, dude. I remember. I literally enjoyed all the practice. so bad. Dude, I know. That was like baseball, though. Hard. Well, no, just like even in practice, like because like I hadn't played baseball since like fucking forever. Yeah. Like, you know, T-ball or some shit. You had an arm, though, man. You could just throw from the outfield and just, wow, that, that yep, that's going far. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's thanks. what I remember. That's what I remember. Thanks, dog. I, dude, <laughs> fuck. I don't. It was, I mean, fucking. <laughs> I remember one time fucking in a game, dude. They, so I was, like, on second base. Yeah. Because I would get on base, you know? Yeah. Like, I could hit it. Yeah, and base if anything, hitter, make it to the first yeah, base, you yeah. know, because I was so fast. You were so, you were so fast. It was like, it didn't matter where you hit it. You, you were going to get on that first I was going to get to first, at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'd get on base. So I'd fuck up all the game in the outfield and they'd get, you know, tons of runs because I'd miss balls. Dude. Or I'd run into Eddie in the outfield or some <laughs> shit, dude. And fucking, they put me in left or... What is it? Which which one's the one right. that nobody hits to? They put me in right field. It's like, all right, dude, don't just fucking do your best. You know, just, <laughs> whatever. We just need you to get on base. It's the lights, man. It's the lights. <laughs> I don't know. So I get on base. And one time I was on second base and somebody hit it and I ran to third and it hit me in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> the ball hit me in the fucking head. <laughs> and you're out when yeah, that happens in you actually are. <laughs> and I had no clue so I just kept going and they're all like what are you doing man you're out yeah and I come back and everybody's yelling at me Jonas is yelling at me Drew's yelling at me fucking uh, Whirly's yelling at me you know yeah. like Josh you gotta fucking watch are you fucking dumb <laughs> And I was like, yeah, my face is fine, guys. Thanks, you fucking I mean, Brad did say hit. that, though. I could hear him say that. We're, we're just with dipping it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. But those are good. Yeah, um, but, like, one thing, though, just, like, one take on that is, like, I always tell, I like, my nephew and nieces, I'm like, you don't stop till, like, the ref's telling you to stop. Yeah. Because, like, you can easily mess up. And, like, give up points or let someone score on you because you thought, like, oh, yeah, like, like they stepped in the line, um, you know, plays over or whatever. But, like, that's not the ref saw. So, like, the ref didn't stop it. So, I'm, like, I always tell them, like, you do not stop until that, like, ref is pulling you off them or something. Because, yeah. like, why give up something? Yeah, don't give why up. Why give up something? Yeah, some more. because you thought, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I thought we were going to go, like, into the little break or intermission or something. I'm like, like my nephew wrestles and like he's finally good in a sense. And mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't care. Like, you don't stop for anything. Like, yeah. you make sure they're like peeling you off that kid's back or something. Yeah. Just because like wrestling, you can easily give up points and oh, now you're lost. Like, oh, you lost because you thought yeah. like the whistle blow. Yeah. Yikes. And yeah. such a stupid mistake. So I'm like, that's just my take on that. Like, so obviously, no, totally. Like, like, let's say, like, let's say it did hit you, but no one saw that it hit you. You know? Yeah. Like, it could have like n- grazed it. 
Yeah. And that's like, oh, he's like still going. Like you yeah. kept going, man. I owned you, it. So they you, weren't, you could know. Could you imagine if it didn't hit you, but it looked like it did? Yeah. And you ran to home and um, you scored like bam. But yeah. imagine like if you did that, like what am I trying to say? So you kept running and it did hit you and they yelled at you. Mm -hmm. Let's say you didn't keep running and it didn't hit you. Like, Josh, you should have still kept running. Right. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. didn't hit you. Why'd you stop running? Well, I thought it did. I, I heard it. See? And they still would have yelled at you. They so still would have yelled at so you. I always tell like, kids, you don't go. Like, you keep going until like the whistle stops or like yeah. someone tells you not to. I can I can live with mistakes going hundred percent. Yeah, because you, know? you were damn. doing you were you were doing the thing. Yeah, you're going hundred percent, even yeah. though you were hundred percent fucking wrong. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because it definitely would have trying. Yeah, what you did is way better than like, oh, I thought it hit me, so I just you know I was walking back to the dugout. Yeah, like they would have yelled at you even more. Yeah, yeah, they would have been pissed. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, don't yell at someone for you know failing hundred percent, going hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yell at them if they fell going 0%. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. For real. What did you... What other sports did you play in high school? What was your favorite one? Dude, Um. so, like, I loved football growing up. That's all, like, I I think I'm... I know I met Jade in football. I think I even met Jonas in, like, fourth grade flag football. I don't know if you were... Yeah, I was on that team I, for yes, sure. Yes, yeah. Yes, so, we would definitely, yeah. There's a picture. Um, there is a picture. There's a picture, dude. It's cute. Did Jade send it to us the other day? I, I think he sent it to me at some point. And I was like, wow, dude, this is a throwback. I'm going to um, have to look that up really quick. I know I got it on my phone, maybe. But, um, but dude, like, I literally stopped growing. And I remember, like, working out and, like, going to, like, summer weight room. Uh-huh. Like, and I wasn't growing, man. I literally yeah. wasn't. So, I'm like... And I remember, like, in practice, freshman year, like, everyone our age, like, I mean, you were probably weighing the same as me, but... Um, oh, yeah. I'm, no, definitely. I was so small. But, um, like, people my height were weighing, like, 160, 170, and I was weighing 130, man. Football was not fun. Dude. It just wasn't. Just get fucked up. So then, um, like, I had a really good friend who you maybe remember, like, Luis Perez, and then... Um, yeah, Luis Perez and Emmanuel are homies, Yeah, bro. dude, um... They're like, dude, just do wrestling, man. Like, just do wrestling. Like, yeah. And I did it, and I was like, wow, this is like what you guys do. Like, you grind. Yeah. Like, you literally, like, it's literally you versus you every day in practice. Yeah. And I, like, like that. Yeah. Cause, like, I'm like, okay, how far can I push myself today at practice? How far can I push myself? Um, and it was like weightlifting in a sense. Like, you just, I saw so much progress whenever I, like, committed and focused on learning. Um, it was great. I definitely enjoyed that more and than like football because football, obviously, team sport. I'm like, eh, I don't think team sports are for me, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. you got to rely on people and like, right. If someone Drive. does bad, like, obviously, you're gonna like, hey, man, forget about it. Like, yeah, short term memory. Short, you know, they always say that. Yeah, short term memory. memory. Get up. But it's like, nah, I'd rather not like tell some bullshit to someone. I'd rather just like say you're an idiot for doing that. Like, <laughs> that was your fault. You know. Like, I, cause I, I don't have to sugarcoat anything for myself. Yeah. But like, with other people, you kind of do. Like, hey, forget about it. You get Sometimes. the next one. You get the next one. Yeah. You know, cause you're not gonna sit there and coach someone, especially if they're better than you. You're not gonna coach them. You're right. not gonna say, hey, it's because you, like, hell right. no, they're better than you. Right. Like, they just made a mistake or something. Like, yeah. There's no point in coaching them. But, um, for myself, it's like there's a hundred percent point in coaching myself. Yeah. That's what I liked it. That's what I gained, like, self awareness. I felt like, yeah. Like th that's where it was more than just like 
two dudes getting on top of each other <laughs> just touching boys out here oh my gosh it was definitely more than that um yeah totally and i definitely like like during college i was like helping my nephew with his like i wasn't like an assistant coach by no means kind of but i would just literally show up at his practices for two hours and like help him and his friends yeah I'm like if you guys want help i'll help you because like there's too many kids you know coaches can't help every kid yeah so i'm yeah, like yeah. i actually know what i'm doing yeah it's so, like and this is, like, elementary, so, like, whatever I tell you is actually going to be, like, solid. I can't coach, like, a college team. Right. Like, it's kids. Yeah, you can, yeah. You know, like, you anything I have is going to be, like, super valuable to them, especially because yeah. it's the basics. I love yeah. anything basics. Yeah. Working yeah. out basics, wrestling basics, like, the basics will never fail you, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a foundation of the sport, foundation of, like, training your biceps, you know? Totally. Totally. So that's what I enjoyed was wrestling. I like baseball just because, like, you got to do, like, some... You got to throw a small ball around, catching a glove, running around. Right, it was, like, athletic um, Hit a stuff. ball. Yeah. That was, like, all athleticism. Yeah. And I was, like, this is cool. I'm, like, this is what I missed out on in my younger years. I'm, like, wow. Right. Yikes. But that's all I did. I, I remember I thought about, like, running and stuff like that. But I'm, like, I don't want to run for time or run for... Yeah, you told me about that earlier. Yeah, it's, like... Want to go out and run, like yeah. just because I'm in the mood to run, not like because someone's forcing me to do. Um, oh, we're running 400 right now. Like, <laughs> hey, our warm up is we're gonna six, run. We're gonna our, run, yeah. Our warm up is six miles. <laughs> what? Fuck that! I want to run six miles for fun. Yeah, and if it takes three afternoons to do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes me three hours, like, fine. But I ran six miles, too. Props to anyone who, <laughs> like, know? did cross-crunchy track, blah, blah, blah. But Dude, it's like, for real. Like how, Chandler. All I would do is hear about people who, honestly, man, I would never complain about wrestling. I don't think I ever did. Was yeah. it a grind? Yeah. But, like, that's probably because I liked it so much. But um, yeah, everyone I knew who, like, ran any running sport always complained like really why would you do that to yourself yeah even i wouldn't i fucking loved it yeah it's like i like really liked running but i'd still get done and be like wow this is bs like why are we doing this i'm tired yeah i was like i mean like i mean i would like in my head i'm like dang i'm so exhausted right now but like hey practice almost over so just keep pushing it yeah i was like do you really like the sport if you're complaining about it every day i don't know for real man it's like dude there is this like motivational sound by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's like, people would ask me in the gym, um, why do you have a smile on your face? And it's like, because I know every rep is one step closer to being Mr. Olympia. Whoa. <laughs> right, Whoa. dude? It's like, That's a crazy so mentality. So then in the gym, sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to smile, one, to look like a goon. <laughs> Two, because like, you got to fill your brain up with positive thoughts. Like, yes, one more rep. Like, I'm so yeah. thankful for this one more rep. Yeah, totally. Instead of like, oh, screw this one more rep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like it actually helps me push myself having positive embracement of like the next rep. Yeah, yeah. That's just how I'm thinking. Sometimes obviously I'm like, I just wanna get this over with. But like honestly Sometimes. I've honestly I've I think I've moved away from that kind of working out where like I dread it. Like I wanna be in and out. Like I still wanna be in and out, but I wanna just like like you were telling me like you guys are going so fast today in your workout. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, like me solo is even like faster in a sense i was really? telling my brother like sometimes when i'm doing a movement set one i'm like instead of resting in between sets i'm like i can push myself yeah it's like i won't rest is that like ideal 
I mean, I don't do it in between. I don't do it all the time, but it's like, I want to see if I can do another set back to back. Yeah. Like I'm not super setting. Well, like it sounds like a super set, but it's like, um, I just did 60 pound dumbbell press overhead. Can I just do it again? But that like really like yeah. resting. Yeah. And I, I, I push out 10 reps. I'm like, whoa, I did that. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, that's how I test myself in the gym. Cause I'm like, Jose, would you rather take three minutes to rest in between a set or just like see if you can push yourself? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, my brain's like, push yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, your brain's like, push yourself. Yeah, dude. It's that inner, it's that inner me. It's that Kermit the Frog with the, with the black, black hoodie rope thing on. So I should quit. Yourself. Give myself some rest. The other guy. Do five more. Yes. Yes. Me to me. Do five more. Dude, that's, I don't know. <laughs> do five more with holding your breath. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, fucking that's just funny. how I think. I like it, dude. I like that mentality. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. And it obviously shows because you're getting places in life, man. Yeah. I'm, you're accomplishing I'm almost goals. there. You're doing I'm almost great. there. I'm so close. For real, man. You I'm really so are. so close to dude. what I want to do. I would have dropped out way earlier, bro. The first time I failed that that fucking hard ass test that you told me about, bro, I'm done. All right, I'm a I'm gonna be a janitor yeah, for forever. It's, it's literally the one Give thing. Give me the mop, bro. It's <laughs> like it's literally the one thing that stops people from like going to medical school is like the big MCAT. It's hard, and um, I obviously didn't know what I was getting myself into. But now I like did. So now when I took it again, it's like, I'm glad I finally knew. I like, I just, I needed that extra guidance. And I needed that experience of like what it was, how to really prepare for it. Cause I remember my first time around, I was asking people and they're like, well, this is what I did or this is what I'm doing right now. And like, good for you. Like, I guess you're just an amazing reader off the bat. <laughs> like, like someone told me like, well, like, were you read to? Like, read a book as a kid. I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm like, I never read a single book as a child. Like, you know, maybe, I'm like, it's nobody's fault. Yeah. But um, maybe that right now is biting me. You know, like, I remember high school, I would not, I would not read, man. I always joke about this with one of my friends, Tanner, Tanner Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> I'm always like, dude, just the smell of a book puts me to sleep <laughs> just the crisp <laughs> smell of those pages the sound <laughs> puts me to sleep man and like i always thought like that was i thought that was kind of normal for me i'm like i just don't like reading yeah. dude it's not normal like i see kids here who can bang out a book so fast i'm like maybe it was because they were read as a child but I, like once again like i didn't let that stop me like i've become a better reader now as an adult in a sense my nephew i'm like What's your AR go? He's like 10 points. Like, you know, AR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, when's it due? He's like, mm, couple days. How many points are you at? Zero. I'm like, has anyone told you you're a bad reader? He's like, no. I'm like, well, you're a bad reader. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you as your uncle. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's not like, it's not your fault. Yeah. And he's like, what do you struggle with? He's like sitting down and reading. I'm like, is your mind like all over? He's like, not really. I'm like. Well, like, we're all, we all have a different reason why we can't sit down and read. And I'm like, well, man, I gave him some suggestions. I'm like, well, just train yourself to read every day at the same time for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Because, like, that's what I needed. That's what I had to do. Yeah. 
Because I couldn't just like read whenever I wanted to. Could not do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have free time right now. I think I'll read. No, man, I'd pass out. Yeah. I'd open yeah, up that man. book and just. And even if I was like <laughs> fully energized, man, fully energized. Yeah, man. I would still just like. <sighs> like just pass out, man. And that's not cool. Because now like growing up, like. Like I've realized like, wow, I should have like, if I would have just focused on reading in high school. And someone would have noticed it was an issue. Because I remember in the, in junior year, I, I would get detention. Like, Jose or Terry getting detention? And it's like, why? It's like, oh, because I fell asleep in class while we were supposed to be reading. <laughs> and like, Jose, why do you always fall asleep in what class when you're fuck? like, when it's reading time? I'm like, the book is like, the book's cool. It's interesting. It's like a series I've been reading for like, yeah. Since middle school, you know, yeah. barely on book number one still, but <laughs> out of the series, <laughs> but, um, not true, but, um, uh, and then, like no one sat there and said, Hey, like, let's fix that. Yeah. You know, they just gave you a, yeah. It's like just detention and like, okay, well like next time just don't fall asleep. It's like, no one really helped me. Yeah. No so problem. now I'm over here. I've in a sense improved. So then on my nephew, I'm like, no one's going to fix, no help you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to mm-hmm. struggle, like, in college or just in life if you can't just, like, sit down and read something, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here, like, coaching him up, like, giving him, like, the big picture perspective. Because yeah. right now he's a kid. He's looking through that straw. Oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. not looking through, like, he's not, I want him to, like, look through a toilet paper tube, you know, or, like, right? a, yeah, yeah, and then they slowly just get bigger and bigger. Binoculars, yeah. Son. Yeah. That's crazy. I but, like that analogy. I've never heard that before, looking through a straw. Yeah, because, like, because when you're kid you know you're just like you don't think about the consequences or you don't think about um how it's gonna affect you in the morning you're just like hey, i'm gonna do this and you don't think about like what's waiting you at home like i was telling i I like literally life lessons jose like i was telling my nephew like your friends you know are cool i'm sure i'm sure you're cool too amongst your friend group but mm-hmm. like if they get in trouble which which one of you has a daniel my brother like his dad which one of you has Daniel waiting at home? He's like me. And like, so whenever you're with your friends doing some little, it could be like nothing bad at all. Yeah. But like just one phone call, like I hope your mom picks up, but if your dad picks up, like you're in a world of trouble, um, grounded or whatever, yeah. take away with it, Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, but your friends get a slap on the wrist, man. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. like, just think about it. Every time you go hang out with your friends, like, who has Daniel waiting at home? Yeah. Because, like, my brother's strict because of how he was raised. Like, my parents tried to be strict with him, but, like, you know. And because I saw, like, how strict my parents were, like, with them, my older siblings, I was like, eh, I kind of don't want them on my back like that. So, I was, like, I was good in a sense. I'm like, I just don't want them yelling at me. Or I don't yeah. want them, like, punishing me, like, yeah. taking away something. I'm like... I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do and they're out of my hair. Yeah. Right. They'll leave you alone. Yeah. On the opposite side of that, some kids <laughs> are like, well, I, I, I want them to pay attention to me. So I'm going to like do things that get attention. I don't care yeah. if it's negative or positive attention. See, I just want to be talked to in see, any way. And, and that's the thing, man. Like, I remember I wrote about this one time. It was like, you know, I'm not the only kid who's like a son of immigrants. Um Cause I think your friend Rico is saying that on the podcast, he was like yeah. his mom, you know, by herself or whatever the case was immigrant. My family is the same way. I'm not the only one in these shoes, man. I'm not the only one trying to defy odds, do something great. But, um, 
I'm the only one like pursuing such a crazy career. And like, why is that? Because some, some people like let their circumstances define them, you know, like I'm Brown. I live in Lex, you know, the water here is bad. Um, makes you do Lex things and you get in trouble. You do some drugs. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to let that circumstance define me. Yeah. No, uh, you can't. You can't. You just can't. And if you want to be like, I'm saying like, you know, some people like for me, man, like I, like I met a kid recently, like his parents, you know, they're well off. They're in amazing careers, doing amazing things. And like, well, I never saw my parents, you know, they're always working and I get it. His feelings are valid. I always say like your feelings are valid, feelings are valid. but I'm like, but you still had a nice roof over your head. You still had someone who would take you to school. You still had lunch and dinner every day. Breakfast even, you know, you still get to go on like trips and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I never saw my dad. Never. He was always working. Yeah. Get off of work and hustle some more to yeah. bring food to the house. And that's the one thing. I didn't live in the house. I lived in the trailer park in the trailer hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, never once, man, lived in the house. But um, I'm like, hey, man, you're sad about like how because you were raised and you never saw your parents. Yeah. It's valid. But I'm like. I never saw my parents and I did not have like, I was worried about like, Oh, what are we eating tonight? You know? Yeah. Um, I was worried about like, Oh, like, Oh, the car's not working. How am I going to get to school? Am I really going to have to walk? Yeah. Like, which is like, it's doable, but it's like, am I really going to have to walk? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, Dang. yeah, my parents didn't see me like my, and like my mom, like because of immigration, like green card and like all that stuff. Like not in the picture, in a sense, not physically yeah. in the picture, yeah. but um, it's just like, do you want to let because you didn't see your parents a lot, you're gonna act out, blah blah blah, just right. so they can pay attention, right. dude? Your dad is working to feed you. He can't pay attention to you, not because he doesn't want to. Yeah, my brother told my um, uh, my brother tells his kids this, like, hey, I would love to be at your game, mm-hmm. but I'm working, so. It's not because I don't want to be there, but it's because like, you know, the money I make, it's to get you new cleats. It's to get you yeah. equipment. Yeah. It's to pay for that meal. It's to, Hey, here's $20. Get yourself lunch when you guys stop somewhere. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So like, and his kids are pretty mature Yeah. about it. But like, you know, some kids are like, maybe some kids don't get that talk. Yeah. So then they're like, I'm going to act out, which is like, it's okay. Your mm-hmm. feelings are valid. Like, Oh, I'm going to act out because like my parents are paying attention to me, bro. They're working. <laughs> That's how I was growing they're up. They're working. Like, they're I'm loving like, you. They're showing you love the only way they know how. Hustling. Which is work. If they were at your game, some parents really have like anxiety about not working. They're like, of course I want to be here with my kid, but I'm not making money doing this. Mm-hmm. So I can't be here. I don't even want to be here. You yeah. know, I want to, but I don't want to. Yeah. And that's- I'd rather pay for... You know, whatever the thing is that comes up for yeah. you. you and that's know? and that's a different now, like in that case, like, yeah, man, like I'm sorry your parents weren't there for you. Yeah. Which I get it. But at the same time, even that, like, okay, man, like, are you really gonna like because you actually act because your parent actually doesn't care about being at your game, like, are you gonna let that bother you? Yeah. That's how I think. That's like how why the let human it bother choices you? Come in why let it bother you? Some of them are gonna understand you know? and some people are gonna act out, but yeah, yeah why let it bother you? You know, like I think you, it's different just person to person. You yeah, know? Some like, people I are just, so emotion based. They're like, yeah, or I, act I out of care. emotions. Yeah, too easily. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was, I was so emotional 
I'm still emotional as fuck. Yeah. Like I we're human. You know, like God, I was you know, I'm lucky that I had my parents pretty much at everything that I wanted to do to a fault because even the things that I didn't want them at. Like when I fucking had bad grades in seventh grade and my dad showed up to school with me and walked an entire day with me and yelled at me <laughs> every time I looked away from the fucking teacher. Josh, pay attention. I didn't fucking want him there. Mm-hmm. But some kids were like, dude, like, I think it's kind of cool that your dad came to school because, you know, he's not like fucking off or like drunk or some shit. He like cares about you. The whole time mm-hmm. I'm like, my yeah. fucking dad came to school with yeah. me, bro. My fucking life sucks. You don't want my parents, bro. My fucking parents suck. Yeah. My, my biggest. Bitch. Yeah. My biggest <laughs> thing, dude, and I hate this, but like it's, I think it's probably the realest advice anyone's going to tell you. It's, um, for example, you're complaining about like, oh yeah, my dad, he's up my ass. I'm only in seventh grade. Dad, the grades don't even matter. They don't even matter. Which they, they don't matter in they middle don't. school. They don't. But like, they don't even matter. Just let me fuck around some more. Yeah. But it's like, hey man, like it could be worse. And then people, like obviously that's like psychologically and I've read some like just articles or people that like have dealt with mental illness and they're like, you know, it's not really nice to say like, Hey man, it could be worse. Like I get it. That's true. Your feelings are valid. I keep saying, I always go yeah. back to that. But it's like, it could be worse. Think about it. It really could. Your dad could not be in the picture. It really could. Yeah. He, I could be wondering where my dad is. Yeah. At least, you know, like, like it's not the best thing to say to people, but it seems like, Hey man, like it could be worse though. It's it's just true. You know, some people are so focused on what they're going through at that time and their feelings that they don't think about other possibilities at all. Good or bad yeah. possibilities. Yeah. I think I was a classic case of those because yeah. I don't know, that's just how it was for me. I was always like, Man, I don't like my parents. I want to get away from them as much yeah. as I possibly can when other parents are literally like or other kids, you know, are literally just like where are they? You know, I wish yeah. I wish I had a dad to talk to. Yeah. I wish I had somebody to like tell me to go to bed at a normal time. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. Yeah. I'm I'm I know one good example that like kind of woke me up was um I always tell people like cuz I've been asked before like why do you want to be a doctor? I tell them eventually when I get to like the part about my dad going to cancer, I'm like I'm just so fortunate that he was in a sense treated and that he's doing well now. Because I've met people like, I'm so happy for you, Jose. I'm like, yeah, thank you. And they're like, and then they like, they don't, it's never easy to drop it, but they're like. Yeah, they open up a little. They're like, because I went through the same thing, except my parent did not make it. And I'm like, Shit. damn, like everything can always be worse. Yeah. You know, I'm over here like super thankful. I'm not like great, ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful. No. Yeah. I'm like super grateful. But then when you meet people like where it could be worse, it's like, damn. Just. That's just one example. That's a one extreme example of like, hey man, it could always be worse. Yeah. So now, like nowadays, like whenever my dad needs something, it's like, I mean, me and him buckheads a lot, but I'm like, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it. And then I always tell him, look, anything I ask you, it's because I'm I know how to handle the situation, or at least I think I do. So just, you want me to do you this favor? So just, let's try to buckheads at least as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Cause it could like, cause I get annoyed. I'm like, dang, my dad wants something again. Right. But it could be worse. Like he could be going to someone else that's probably gonna mislead him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what, like, so why not help him? Yeah. At least he's coming to his son. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's like, and one time I was like, Dad, 
if you don't like the way I'm trying to like help you with this favor, like call your other son. And he's like, <laughs> I will. I will. And then his other son was working. So he calls me back. He's working. And I'm like, you know, live for those moments. Cause like it could be worse. Like not having a dad, like that bugs me in a sense. Like, damn, I probably like, would be like, dang, I wish I had my dad to bug me. Yeah, yeah man. I know. Yeah. I, I think about those times when my parents are going to, you know, go away or whatever. They're going to die. And Dude. Uh, I think about it, bro. I did a podcast with them because I want to, like, have their voice. Yeah, man. You know, like, I, love that. I save all I my voicemails for my family because, yeah. like, whenever it happens, I'm going to be crying. Yeah. Listening to their, you know, I'm going to wish that I could just hear their laugh or, like, talk to them again. Yeah. Hear them tell me, like, Whatever, you know, how you, your family members have the one saying, you know, I mm. want to hear the one saying like, yeah. all the time. No matter how hard I roll my eyes. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to have that. So it's cool to see that you're like grateful. And I think it's really important as we're young to like get grateful because I feel like ge- generation above us and the generation above them never got that clarity until they were 50, 60 yeah, and, and their parents are dying. And, and then it's too late. Like, it's too late. It's too late. They finally have that one conversation with their dad, and their dad says, "Hey, uh, you know, I, if I never told you, I, I'm proud of you." Yeah, you know, and they never got that until they're fifty, and now they're like twelve again. They're like, "Oh man, no, come on, let's just go to Dairy Queen." Yeah, I, it's it's on me, man. Yeah, so I think that's like fucking dope that like as you're young, you're like seeing that you know, this relationship matters to you right now. It could be worse. Yeah. You're making a future for yourself. So one day you will be able to be like, all right, dad, do you want to go to, uh, on a ride in my Lamborghini Urus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm thinking about buying a house. You're going you to pull up on them. And once I move out of the house, I'll give love. it to my dad or something. But, um, yeah, yeah, that'd right. be cool. But um no man I I saw this thing I hate the fact that I'm on TikTok but I saw this thing on TikTok and it's <laughs> dude, like dude wait <laughs> and it's like you and Jade are pretty much the only people and Sean that I work with at uh-huh. Domino's you guys are the only one and Tony so you Jade Tony and Sean are the only people that send me TikToks on TikTok and mm-hmm. I fucking love it dude but me, keep going <laughs> um I'll go on that like but um I was like when you realize you're 24, like, like I'm 24. So when you realize you're 24 years old and then you realize your parents also got 24 years older, that's kind of sad. Right. That's very sad. Cause I'm, we're over here living our lives and we kind of like, don't pay attention to that. Like they're also aging. We don't see them get older. They're just mom and dad. Yeah. Cause to me, my parents have always been 50 something. When right. I was in kindergarten, how old are your parents, Jose? 50 something and like middle school, 50 something. Even yeah. right now, like they're 50 something. <laughs> and like the other day I asked my mom's birthday, January yeah. 5th. I'm like, how old are you? Like, I don't know. I know you're damn. 50 something. And she's like, I'm like 59. I'm like, damn it. Damn. You're going to stop being 50 something. And that's sad. You're gonna stop me 50 something. Yeah. So I'm oh, like, dang, man. like I've been alive for 24 years, but like that's 24 years added to their life too. I'm like, right. Damn it, no, man. But the, the DMs, memes, TikTok videos, dude, me and Jada's like, like that's how we keep in, 
in touch. Right. That's like the it's one the thing. Sending each other funny stuff that like yeah. is inside jokes for humor we have whenever yeah. we're in person. Yeah. Um yeah. dude, that's probably my love language. If right. If you send me a DM, like I love that. Yeah. And it's a yeah. something funny. And it might be funny to you right. and not me. Yeah. But like you still thought of me and like Jose yeah. might get a laugh out of this. Yeah. And, uh, Ah, oh, dude, it's right here, got and me in then, the uh, fields, man. Dude, and sometimes me and Jade like send ten Instagram memes or like ten TikTok DMs to each other. Yeah, and like me and him go individually reply to each one. We don't just like yeah. like them. Like, really? oh man, this is funny. Like, eh, and like if you if sometimes we just like it, you know. But like, yeah. individually reply to each one I send. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I try, but sometimes I really don't look at my phone. I do yeah. the same thing to Jonas. Jonas yeah. and uh, which Isaac is, Zitterkopf are basically the only ones who send me things on Instagram. Which is okay. Like, I don't think I don't expect it from you, but from him, I do. Because I right, because you guys have built that relationship. Yeah, for like even <laughs> when he sent me like three different ones, I reply to each one. Like, yeah, whoa, that's so weird. Like, what would that happen? Or yeah. I sent them a one about um. And next dolphin splitter that fell off the boat and he swam for 12 hours to shore. And then like Jade literally watched the video and like, yeah, bro. Like why would he just not get back on the boat? I'm like one that shows me that he watched the video yeah, or whatever yeah, it was yeah. or read it. And two, it's like, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Why, <laughs> you know. Right. Getting the other person's perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but like, but like if, but like who I have some friends who like, I send like funny things to and they'd like, just like it, I'm like, I'm done sending you videos and TikToks and memes. Right? You don't get it. Yeah, you don't you reply don't to them. Me. You just like them. You don't love me. I don't like it. That's like... Okay, I'll do better. No, I mean, like I said, I don't expect it from you, but for some people, I do no, no, expect no. it. Now we've had this, you expect <laughs> it. I get it. I'll do better. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes whenever... I have a friend who sends me like workout motivation videos and... um. Sometimes I'm like, hey, man, you sent me 10 videos. I don't have time right now, but I will get to them. And once I get yeah. to them, I individually reply like, oh, man, yeah. like this one facts, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. quit being a little <laughs> get to the gym. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But that's just like that's how shit. I keep in touch with people is by sending TikToks or something. To me, shit. it just like is a genuine action from them and myself. It's like, yeah, dang, they actually watched what I sent them. If they yeah. didn't laugh, I don't care. But like they like, yeah. still watch it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm going to fucking show you. I want to shout out Isaac Zitterkopf on the podcast officially because he has sent me the same three pictures. It's And you haven't replied to any of them? No, no, no. For years now. This is our this is how we have communicated without communicating. Um At first it was text messages and then it was Instagram messages because his text messages were like loading up too much. Mm -hmm. Like he was taking too much storage, sending yeah. the same three fucking pictures every Monday <laughs> for three years now. One of them is a pot. It's a fucking possum says, take a shower, wash off the day, drink a glass of water, make the room dark, lie down and close your eyes. Notice the silence. Notice your heart still beating, still fighting. You oh. made it after all. You made it another day and you can make it one more. You're doing just fine. A poem. Bro, it's a <laughs> fucking poem. Another one is uh it's one of, it's a four rabbits. Or no, it's okay, so it's one square and then another square and then another square and another square. So four squares of the same rabbit doing different thoughts. 
and I always say in a British accent. It's and it says it's a rabbit looking at a flower, and he's going, "What a beautiful fucking day! Nothing beats this shit. <laughs> Look at that fucking flower. Shit, it's good to be alive." <laughs> That's how I fucking see it every Monday. And then the last one is a possum wearing a cowboy hat. And it says cowboy advice. One, be rooting. Two, be tooting. Three, and by God, be shooting. But most of all, be kind. Mm. It's just like. <laughs> you sent those every Monday. Every fucking Monday. It, started, it started with the flower one. Mm-hmm. It started with the bunny rabbit. And then, then it evolved. And every fucking Monday. Mm-hmm. For three years. That's cool. So I get the relationship part because we don't talk for weeks. Yeah. You know, that's like the one thing that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't even reply sometimes. I can't. I just don't. Yeah. I'm not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Ask Jonas. Jonas thinks I just spam like all his videos and don't watch them. I fucking watch them. But like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know, okay, Josh. So I wanted to ask time you. To be alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, ask me, but then I have a question to ask you. Okay. So, do you, you have a lot. Of why'd you let your Facebook get hacked? Because I did the funniest <laughs> thing ever was one day I saw Josh White uploaded a picture, and I'm like, that doesn't look like Josh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? Like, you never got it back. <laughs> no. Dude, that's one of the funniest things in my life because. <laughs> dude fucking okay so when he says that's not josh because it's a black guy <laughs> it's literally a person of a different skin color than me yeah he hacked my facebook account and just took over as josh white yeah. on facebook and he's still friends with all your friends he's i'm still sure friends he's still with active i haven't he's seen any posts but I don't know, but the thing was, I just stopped using Facebook. Then I got hacked months later. Mm. I tried to get back into it because people were like, hey, this isn't funny. Or, hey, this is fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get in because I had a different email attached to that account (laughs) and a different phone number. So both ways of getting into it were gone. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, if my friends really think that that's me, let them. I thought it was a joke. I thought you were just like... That's what a lot of people thought. And they... I don't even know if some people have resolved this in their own brains. They're probably thinking, Josh is really out here just yeah. doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> I still think Borderline it's the funniest. Borderline racist. Like. I still think it's the funniest thing ever. Oh, I think it's hilarious because some of my friends were like... You know, I don't know, but I went through this time in my life where I was like, okay, dude, I'm just going to like not really be active on social media as, po- as much as I possibly can. Um, because I was like trying to get sober from cocaine and alcohol. So it was like, okay, this is really like a big thing for my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go on my phone and get the notifications and look at all of the things that I used to like do and all the people like hitting me up. So I really need to be off of it as much as I possibly can. So when this happened, my brain was in that point of like, dog, if they fucking haven't heard from me in forever and then see that on Facebook, I'm active and they think that that's me, let them. Mm-hmm. I'm actually living a real human life, mm-hmm. doing human things, yeah, not just using my thumbs yeah. to fucking type and shit. So that's where my brain was mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Plus I tried and I couldn't get back in. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. <laughs> that's just what it was, man. That's funny. This shit is too funny, dude. I don't think I've ever asked you like 
Yeah, because I'm for a long time I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I was yeah. one of those people. Yeah, that's okay, because there was a lot of people that did. I saw them. I mean, for months it was random different people. They're like, "Hey, so what's up with your Facebook? <laughs> Is that you?" And they thought it was like funny. They thought it was a joke. You yeah, know? I had to be like. <sighs> I wish I could take credit for that. Mm-hmm. That shit is funny. Yeah. No, but I agree. No, I can't. I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks for asking them. Yeah, man. I love it. The other it's day so you talked funny. about Facebook and I'm like, why is Josh talking about Facebook? He doesn't even have rights to his Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not on Facebook. Why is he like saying, yeah, I haven't been on Facebook. Like, or I don't know what the heck you said, but like, you yeah. mentioned, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's someone else's account now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not even my account, yeah. bro. I'm not even Josh White, actually. <laughs> I think he's Josh White more than I am because he's active <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so what are you going to ask me then? Well, I wish I had something funny to ask, but I had a thought that I wanted yeah, anything, to ask your man. opinion about. Yeah, I have opinions. So number one actually is how many women come up to you and say, hey, Bruno Mars, can I get an autograph? Um, they don't ask for autographs, but they definitely say, you look like Bruno, you know who you look like? And I'm like, no. And then like Bruno Mars. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the first person to ever say that. <laughs> and then you it's, play it up. Yeah. Cause dude, I literally went to dude everywhere I go, dude, especially when I grow my hair on, it's like f- not fluffy, but it's just like a lot on the top. It's got that. Like, and then like, I went to a concert for old dominion, uh, in where is it? Sturco, Iowa. Council Bluffs, whatever, because I live close to their Omaha. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a dude and a girl. And like, hey, like we saw you and like we've been meaning to ask or tell you, like, do you know that you look like Bruno Mars? And I'm like, shut up. I don't. And they're like, can you sing like people? Always, people don't say like autograph. They say, can you sing like him? Oh, and I'm like, God. yes. Like, just like own that. Yes. Like, yep. Yep. Like, can I? Probably not. But, um, <laughs> dude, I get it a lot. It's funny. I think it's, I think it's like one of the coolest things people ever say to me. Yeah. It's like, Hey, do you know you look like Bruno Mars? I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, but I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> feeds the ego. Yeah, bro. Like, it just yeah. feeds the monster, dude. Cause there's, I remember I've, I've met people and they like, who I, I texted someone the other day and it's like, you're just, I'm like, I don't know a Bruno because they saved my name. My their, my contact is Bruno and they like forgot who Bruno was. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, it's Jose. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm I think that's sure pretty people neat. do that as Frank. I think that's neat. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, I like it. And then I've, um, I think my iPhone, it's always like Bruno's iPhone, you know? And people are like, it's Jose, I can't find, like, I can't airdrop you something. Like, right? They're trying like, to type in Jose and they don't like, have you. It's, it's Bruno. Um, it's Bruno, bro. I, my Twitter handle is like Jose Mars. You oh, know? That shit is too funny. Because it can't be Bruno Ortega. So I'm like, Jose Mars. Bruno Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> people will make like fun it. of me. B O. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it. I get it a lot. Well, man. I mean, it's funny. BM. So, bowel movement. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Dude, when I worked at the hospital, (laughs) it was called Bergen Mercy. And I'd always tell patients, like, how's your stay at the big BM? (laughs) (laughs) That's just some, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Whether they laugh or not, I thought I was being, um, and I would tell them, I'm here all week. That's a joke for you, dog. I'm like, I'm here all week. Because I kind of was like working four days in a row or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Oh my, the big BM. BM. Oh, that shit funny, man. But you saying BM reminds me of that. That's but too funny, man. Bruno, man. Um, I feel like I have lots of nicknames, and like I kind of like it because some friends call me Josie. I love that. I do like, yeah. like I. It never was like a. Like, oh, dude, stop calling me Josie, man. That's not my name. Yeah, like, no, yeah. No, I've never dude. been that guy either. Um, I love whatever you call me. Yeah. And Even if it's fuckface. Like, <laughs> so I have friends that call me something different. I remember one guy was a goon. He's probably the only guy that's ever said this. He's like, Jorge, Jorge. Jorge. Yeah. Who and, is that? Call him out. Um, He's an older dude. His name's TJ. TJ Burbach. He lives here in Kearney. I don't know where he works out at, but he's the biggest guy I've ever met, man. So jacked. Really? Ripped. And... Bigger than Jade. Dude, he... I don't... I haven't seen him. I'm sure he's, like, as big. He's just so cut year-round. Damn. Cool guy. He's very wholesome, humble. If he hears this, I'm all good things, man. I'm um, sure he won't. Nobody ever does. But, um... It's basically just for you and me. Heck, yeah. I think um, it stopped recording. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't. Um... <laughs> And like someone else that I met, like there was like, what's up? Like you know what the hoes say? Like, like the hoes say. That's funny. It's like you know what the hoes say whenever I like come into a room. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one guy named Ben, um, Ben Ricker, great guy. He always he's the one that started this. So pe- people that know, like if you know, you know. It's like hip hip. Jose. Yes. Yes. So whenever. Oh my god. So I remember like. Whenever I've like, if I'm I was talking to a girl or like dating a girl, and like, she'd be around my friends, and then I'd be like, I would tell them like, yeah, my friends like to call me little like different names, and then, you know, someone's like hip hip, and then everyone says Jose, like, is that like planned? I'm like, no, that's just like a thing. Like, how cool is that? That's so badass. How cool is that? That is cool. So so and sometimes, sometimes whenever I'm like, I'll start it. I'm like hip hip. And like <laughs> hoping that someone like heard me. Well, it's more gen- it's more cooler when like someone else does it. For right, sure. right. But, of, um, course, of course. So I just like that I have all these different like names for myself. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Jose's the the regular one. The regular. But one. um, ever since I started spelling my, uh, my handles H O Z A Y, I think that's the coolest thing I've ever done. I think it's funny. Cause like I was always like, hmm, I can't make my J O S E last name. Like, I can't Jose last name. Like, how do I like make it unique? I'm like H O Z A Y. Whoa! I like that. Whoa! Dude. That blew my mind. I like I it a lot. Th- I remember I spent like two days trying to figure out. Cause I'm like I'm tired of my. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of having numbers in my handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like typical like middle school way to make it. Yeah, that's how my Snapchat and Instagram still are. It's like Joshipoo underscore twenty six. Also, I started Joshy Poo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wish I could be like, yeah, my friends call me that. Nope. I call myself that. And now yeah. everybody calls me that. So like, and then I have like, I have one friend that calls me Zay. There yeah. are like two friends that call me Zay. Honestly, like that genuinely do it just because they, I've never like said, call me Zay, man. Like, yeah. no, like, like, hey, Zay. I'm like, that sounds so fucking cool. <laughs> Who's Zay? <laughs> me, bro. Me. <laughs> I you know? love it, dude. Yeah, so I just think that it's so great. cool that like, because I remember growing up in elementary school, you know, Lex, predominantly Hispanic, Latino. You know what my name was in elementary school? Jose O. Jose, Jose O. Yeah, for real. Uh, Jose R. Jose E. Yeah. Jose S. Jose O. 
Yeah. Dude. And there was like I, four was Jose's so in my class. It so and it's like, yeah. Jose, and all four of us were turning around. So then it yeah. eventually it was like, Jose, oh, can you like, can I talk to you? And it's like, yeah, that's so lame. Lame. So then I, so then I kind of, I didn't hate my name, but I'm like, this is kind of like lame. I have everyone else's name. I want to change it. What am I going to yeah, do? Yeah. But then eventually creative. like people started calling me all these different things with my name. Like that's so neat. Like, I don't want to change my name. It's giving me this like variety of like nicknames. Yeah. The Bruno one obviously has nothing to do with Jose, but like that one's cool. That one started that one's cool just because it's about your looks. Yeah, that one started in, in like freshman year of college. I don't remember who the first person that said it. Was it a girl? It probably was, but um I was like, that's so cool. Someone thinks I look like Bruno Mars. That guy's five five though. I looked it up. Really? Five five, bro. Bro, you gotta be five five if you're gonna sing like that, yeah. bro. You can't be six five and singing like that. That's not <laughs> fair to everybody else. No. That's like the whole package. <laughs> Singing in six something, yikes! Shit. Leave some for the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, fuck you. But um, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I guess I'm I'm six. I like to say I'm six one on a good day. Yeah, but I'm definitely tall version of Bruno, I guess. Kinda. That could be another. If you ever need a Instagram handle, tall Bruno. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, <laughs> I've always I hope one day I meet him and he's like, dude, you know you kind of look like me. That'd be like Nah like, bro One day he's gonna be like You know I kinda look like you <laughs> He's gonna say I look like Jose Okay dude. cause um You know Cause Trevor, you're gonna be a baller You know who Trevor Wallace is Um the, isn't he a comedian He's a comedian or, He yeah. likes He says all the vulgar Edgy jokes You I know I love that shit No I filter that shit. Yeah I, I, I think we send each other Some of that stuff mm-hmm. He does really good Gary Vee impersonations You know who Gary Vee mm. I think I told you about him I think so that yes That one time Yeah so Trevor Wallace, anyway, he's, man, he's a funny dude. Yeah, my friend Tanner looks like Trevor Wallace. Really? Do I know that's his do last I know name. Tanner. Um, I don't know if I know maybe Tanner. I don't know. Let me look and see if I have him on my Snapchat. But um, I know. Ooh, I've got. But dude, so we did a we went to a Trevor Wallace's show in Omaha, and we we waited in line for the meet and greet. And this is what Trevor Wallace said to my friend, "Hey, bro, like, uh, do you know like I look like you? Like we look like each other." And then my friend like was crying because like Trevor Wallace said like, hey, bro, you know, I kind of look like you. You kind of look like me. <laughs> Dang. Literally doppelgangers. That's fucking. I was I, was, I I literally recorded it. I'm like, Trevor, I'm going to send that to you. I hope you publish that. Shit. <laughs> Did like, he? No. Oh. No. He forgot me. Oh. He forgot his doppelganger was probably after meeting oh. so many other people. But um, Sorry, but it was shrooms. so cool that he said that though. Like, dude, we kind of look like each other, isn't it? Though, That's yeah, so imagine Bruno Mars saying that to me. I'd be like, <laughs> I forgot to press record. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, please. Oh, That's too funny, dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I love being called Franco, man. I don't. Know. I think it's cool going to the bar. I don't think some people actually know my name. Just, yeah, hey, Franco. I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool, man. And then especially when f- it's like a good-looking celebrity. Yeah, you know? like Bruno Mars yeah. is a good-looking dude. You know, yeah. it's like five, who cares? He's five five. Guess bitches. Dude, the Franco <laughs> brothers are good-looking. They are. Aren't they brothers? Yeah, there's yeah. three of them actually. Three of them. Yikes! I did not know. One of them doesn't look like the other two at all. Yikes! And he's that's sad. Yeah, maybe he's still a good-looking dude, okay. but like he's not the other two. A little lower level, level, you know. Bottom, lower tier. Damn. I love how I call myself the ugly Franco. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. ugly, but you know the Francos look good. Ugly Franco. It's not, it's not like 
I'm the most handsome ever, but I'm mm-hmm. not ugly. So I think it's you got the hilarious. flow, man. The flow is good for you. Oh, Trust you, me, man. I love the flow. I love how it grows fast, so I could change it in like a year. You know, that's what I think. You posted like, yeah, guys make fun of like, oh, why are like, why are you trying to like put product in your hair, like. Dude, when you have a flow, you know, like you'll take, you'll start taking care of it. Yeah, you have to like, take care all of like it. All like the masculinity of like, dude, why are you trying to take your care of your hair? And f- like, right, yeah, fuck that. Once you have a flow, you'll get it. Yeah. You, like you'll understand, like, you have to like make it look nice because like, if you can pull it off, dude, you're just going to feel so confident. So confident with your hair. That's what plus guys women have hair. Appreciate, plus yeah. women appreciate when you take care of it. What yeah. do you do? You have nice hair. Oh, yeah. I condition it. Sometimes I brush it. Yeah. Sometimes I don't take a shower for four days and I just use dry shampoo. Yeah. They can appreciate that because you understand what they go through now. Yeah. On like that micro level of yeah. hair. Yeah. I don't think I could ever <laughs> grow out my hair. I just don't know if it'd be a look and I don't want to like do it anyways. Yeah. But it's I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Uh, part of it, really getting deep down to it, it's because when I grew up my hair the first time ever in my life, it was just because I was smoking weed every day and I did not care about what I looked like. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to talk to women, even though they were yeah. around or whatever. I was around them mostly. <laughs> and like, you know, it was just kind of like a stoner thing to do. Yeah. Now it's like, I want to because one, I like how it looks, but also I'm trying to rebrand how people think about me Mm -hmm. because I know that some people who are especially close to me saw the transition and then were like, Oh, look at him just being a stoner. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like growing it out and I'm like more productive than I've possibly ever been in my life, you you know? And it's totally like a not lazy thing. Yeah. It's just like a choice. Yeah. And definitely someone's going to see that it's not a lazy thing. Like, Mm-hmm. If you weren't, if it looked shaggy and like yeah. you know gross, like yeah. sometimes it does. Yeah, Josh is back to his stoner days, but like right. when you take care of it, like yeah, that's a different Josh. It's a whole new man. I mean, that's what I see. You know, that's what I see. Um, Thanks, Doug. I, what I was gonna say, um, I don't know what it was about. Yeah, man, you're here. Thanks. Must Doug. be nice. <laughs> <sighs> I know I take care of my. Oh, guys, hair is our makeup. Dude, you ever heard yeah, that? Dude, yes. You know, Just like girls poop, have poop makeup. Poop is our babies. Hair is our makeup. <laughs> I don't know what the first one, but uh, <laughs> but like, oh, poop is our baby. That's the closest like, thing we're ever gonna get to feel like we just had a we just birthed a child. Yeah, but we're proud of it. We take pictures of it, send it to our friends. Dude, I, oh my gosh, I def I'm not one of those guys, but I have friends who like, bro, a snake just came out of my butthole. I'm like, yikes! How did it stay in like without breaking? <laughs> You know, but I'm um, no dude, like <laughs> girls have makeup, but like we have our haircuts. Like, so like yeah. if we're paying 20 bucks for like a trim or 30 or even 40, it's because like it really dictates how we are going to be perceived by like women or other totally. guys. Like, totally. and like the cool thing is, is like, I don't do it for like the girls. Yeah. It's like working out. Like, yeah, you do it for you. You do it, I to, do like, it for me. Good, look good, you know? I do it for me, but I also like when the bros like, bro, nice haircut. Yeah. Ah. That's when you know you got a good haircut, right? Yeah, no one ever says that and don't mean it. For real, yeah. yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody's. No going one's gonna say way. like, "Hey, that's an amazing haircut," and not mean it. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's what I. I mean, that's how I feel. Unless they're just trying to be a dick. Yeah. Which, if you are, fuck you. Yeah. But I don't know people, any, anybody that's just like condescending, yeah. like, yeah, like, no, I like your haircut, and you obviously have like shitty hair, or yeah, something, and you're like insecure about it. Yeah. There's been no, times it's like you have a good haircut. Yeah. There's been times people have told me good haircut. I'm like, I got the haircut three weeks ago. 
but I, I guess it still looks fresh enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude. I'm still getting compliments three weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's cool. Like that one that's TikTok. Cool. I like you cut, G. Oh, my gosh. Oh my <laughs> Slaps them. Oh, my gosh. Dog, I thought that was funny. the most annoying thing ever, but. I think it is. It's kind of funny. It mm-hmm. is funny. Kind of, but I was like, eh. It got old so fast. It's yeah, they just overuse it. Yeah, know? that's what it was. Getting overused. Yeah. Um Yeah, man, haircuts. Like I think I paid forty I was supposed to pay forty bucks, but like since I was a first time person, they like fifty percent. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Nice. Now am I gonna go back there again? I want to because I love the haircut. Yeah. So like yeah. I wanna pay those forty bucks. And they said yeah. I got a student student discount, so I'm like There you go. I can go at least one more time. And if it's too expensive in this sense, yeah, then maybe I can find somewhere else. But right. I haven't found a haircut guy. Um, my, if you're, if you're in Lincoln, um, my friend, my cousin, Lester, um, yeah, bro. Lester press. No, he's my boy. Um, Lester Juarez, dude. He gives the tightest fades ever. And I always tell him like he, I'm like, dude, you have no idea. When I would I would drive from Omaha to Lincoln, get a haircut for him, 30, yeah. 35, 40, whatever tip. Yeah. You know, plus tip. And I'm like, you have no idea how many guys and girls Jose like nice haircut. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, you have like he cuts the best hair. Oh my gosh. But um where's my phone at real quick? Oh yeah, that's right there. Is it charging? Yeah, it's Um no, but dude, oh, that's literally, but like, so I haven't found that for myself in, um, in Lincoln. Omaha. Oh, Omaha. And like, I've been so busy, dude, that I haven't gone to, um, like him to support my cousin, you know, mm-hmm. which kind of like sucks. But like, once I can like start making those drives and I'm less busy, dude, oh, he just, he literally knew what to do with my hair. Like, setting um, you, setting you up for success. Dude, literally, and like so many compliments, like genuine ones. I'm like, our hair is like, this is why, like, it's worth, um, oh, it's like his Instagram is like Nebraska underscore barber. Dude, literally, they coolest guy plug, ever. Plug. Dude, um, so yeah, like, that's just my rant about like him. Cause yeah. everyone, like, just tightest fades, man. I don't even know. Yeah, man. I don't, I'm, and then when I tell people here, I'm like, yeah, can I get like a skin tight, um, skin mid fade, and then like they kind of do it, but I'm like, it's not the same. But it's like so it's good, the same, man. Yeah. But it's not like a people double take me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really good haircut, dude. Yeah, I'm hoping to go to him soon once I have time or something, or like can cough up a little bit more money. I feel that, but um, I feel that, dude. I can't. But um, oh, I was gonna ask you if you don't have any other, like que- like stuff about hair. I don't, um, but I ha- I have this yeah. one underlying question. Yeah, ask him, ask, him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I need to get this out. So I'm not going to forget mine. This one's a little bit serious. Um, So Two. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I'll plug it. It's Rich Roll Podcast, and he was interviewing Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist at Stanford. <clears throat> He's like, pretty much if you're in that world, this guy's the motherfucker, you mm-hmm. know, like this guy is fucking number one and Stanford, like, you know, like I learned it when I was like super into sports, but Andrew Luck was like mad smart and super athletic when he won the Heisman and all that mm-hmm. shit. So like 
he wasn't just like a football player and all the like coaches and like NFL scouts were like, damn, this guy's got a fucking brain, brain. dude, you know, because Stanford is really, really hard to get into and do well while you're there yeah. and be a student athlete. So yeah. it was like, dude, you have to have your figured out, bro. Yeah. He had his shit in a group, bro. So Andrew Huberman and he was talking about stress and I just, I really latched onto it because <clears throat> I feel like so many kids I mean, I call us kids because, you know, that's what we are, but we're young adults. But, like, people in general just have, like, a stress problem. And the way that he put this really just made me, like, snap, dude. It was like a, oh, my fucking God, you know? Let's hear it. So he was like, you know, Ritual asked him a question about stress. And he was like, so the misconception with stress is, oh, I feel this way. I need to change my mentality. And then the things that I do will change. When now we're getting into such good um, trial areas and testing of humans that we have figured out that it is not that at all. It's completely the opposite. Your like if you do things that will change your mentality. And I just kind of wanted to ask you about if you've seen that and like found it true, because like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm out of shape. I need to go to the gym. Oh, I just don't feel like it. You know, maybe I'll buy some Gymshark shit and then that'll make me feel better to go to the gym when in reality, that's never going to change how you think about working out. You have to show up and then that will change how you feel and think about your life and you working out in that specific area. So, so what did he propose was like the solution then? Did he say anything? Do shit. <laughs> just basically do it. basically fucking do it yeah like like i'm you, stressed because of this so i'm gonna do this to hopefully fix the stress was is what he was kind of saying maybe it's not a fix but he's really big into like breathing techniques or he's not big into it he just knows a lot of shit and there's so much that he says in an interview that my brain can't like function yeah and like you know like hold on to all of it so i'm super butchering this and you, you know, probably are respectfully totally totally but um but still basically he's saying like you have to do things to get your body you know when you when you kind of are sitting there and you're a little bit agitated and you're fidgety and you're stressed that's your body telling you it needs to be active but your brain is saying i need to think differently so if you actually get up and go do something you know you're stressed about the homework load that you have you get up and go do something your body is getting your brain ready to activate mm -hmm. so i mean yeah. i've found it true to myself you know whenever i start like thinking about nicotine or smoking too much because i'm trying to quit because i learned the other day i had to go to a probation class for like five hours my last class that i have to do was it the like levels uh no it was just like a six hour intensive no, well like what you're gonna say Keep going. Okay, yeah. You learned. You learned. So, like, the number one thing in um, vapes is, like, antifreeze. Like, the shit you put in fucking cars. No way. Dude. And I, no. Th and this is, this is a guy that I, like, he's, he's, he's a, you know, it's not just one of my friends being like, you know what they put in that, right? Yeah. Like, this guy's fucking studying it, and he knows what they're doing, and he's totally, like, on top of, like, everything that it need. you know, he was teaching us about what weed does to your brain, he was teaching us about what alcohol does to your body, teaching us about what coke does, because I was there, <laughs> and yeah. he was teaching us about nicotine, and when he told me that, that was another oh fuck moment, 
like bro they are putting antifreeze in that so when you smoke nicotine your veins are constricting and making it harder for your blood to go through them and then that raises your heart rate so then after your body isn't normally trying to you know give itself stress it's trying to relieve it but your what the nicotine is doing to your brain is saying oh i just need more to like calm me down when it's the fucking opposite that when you're thinking oh i just need to smoke and then i'll be okay you're going through withdrawals and then bringing yourself back to Mm -hmm. that addicted level yeah and giving yourself more stress so if you're thinking oh i just need to smoke you just need to go do something. Your body needs to go move. Mm-hmm. And then the stress is going to be eliminated easier. Yeah. Because you gave your body what true, it needs true, true. naturally instead yeah. of the fucking garbage in these stupid yeah. shits. I'd agree with that just because I read a study because I like have to. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, we did some people. We were helping them get off Nick. And one group we had um do nothing. The second group. We had them like do yoga in combination with the nicotine and the other group, like no exercise, but like try to stop doing Nick. And um, the group who was doing physical activity, like after like six months of like doing this, like they were least likely to like go back to nicotine. It's like, I agree. Like, and that's not even, I don't even know the numbers for like that statistics, but, um, no, but it, even, it's common. Even, se- it's common sense too, though. It's like, right? Yeah, like, right? You want something so bad? If I want a cookie so bad, cookie, cookie, nicotine, weed, yeah, whatever. It's like, just go do something. You gotta go do something, and that action will change your mood. Mm-hmm. And then Rich Roll said it was like his mantra for forever. It's a saying. It's like your, oh fuck, it was M and M word. It was mm-hmm. like your your motivation changes your mood or something mm-hmm. or your 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 uh, whatever it whatever he said i fucking forgot but but either either way where have you seen that like true in your life not um, with nicotine or drugs or anything like that just or maybe if it's stress is, just like your stress level okay. in general kind of where have you seen you getting mm-hmm. up doing things is easier for you to mm-hmm. like have less stress yeah so um i don't read as much as i want to but there's like some like notes I took from like a book called Atomic Habits. And it's just like how to make get into habits. But like how I read the book was about like, I don't even know if it, maybe it did say in this book, but like how I understood like what I like, the piece that I read was like, we create our own stress. You know? Um, so for example, when I'm like agitated stress, like where I want to move around kind of, um, Working out in the morning helped me because, like, it didn't make me tired for the day, but it kind of, like, released all that physical energy that I have built up overnight in a sense. I get it out all in the morning, and the rest of the day, I really found myself less... I'm still, like, I was still worried about things, but, like, physically, like, where I'm finicky and stuff like that, that stress was, like, not there. I'm like, hmm, working out in the mornings helps me. Check. Um... Now, with school and everything, whether it was like three years ago for school, three years ago, I was definitely immature in the sense with school. But like now it's like I have a quiz in the morning, Um, even though I'm like cramming and that's stress inducing stress. It's like, what if I just study and I don't have that stress tomorrow morning or two days from now? It's like we create our own stress. Um, whenever I am stressed, cause like waiting for this MCAT score or waiting to hear back from like, 
whenever I, if I, I mean, I'm hoping I get accepted. Um, that's stressful. But um, what I do is like, um, quit work. I'm, I do my best to tell myself, don't worry about the future or the past. Like now I'm living now. And it's like one book I did read was like the power of now. And it's just like teaches you. And he, the author just keeps going over and over and over about how to like practice being present. And my biggest thing is like, I do it in the shower. So like in the shower, man, whether it's a shower in the morning or shower in the evening, it's like, I sit there and try to like use my senses, like feel the water on me, practice being present, um, feel the steam on me, the sound of the water hitting like me or the tub or whatever. Like you got to practice being present to help you. Cause stress is like, worrying right would you like they're like brothers they're hugging each other they're like dabbing each other up stress and worry stress so if you if you worry about the future you're gonna stress yourself out if you like if you worry about the past like i wish things were back out like you're gonna stress yourself out Mm -hmm. just live in the now as much as you can and whenever you find yourself being stressed out about anything like if i ever find myself stressed out like damn i got a test tomorrow i literally will like either shower in or if I can't shower, you know, in a sense, it's like, I try to like listen for three sounds. It's like, like, Oh, I hear the cat moving. Oh, I hear the fridge going and try to like centralize myself. And like, it really helps me be present and worry about like just me right now using my senses. Cause I'm like, Jose, like, don't worry about the future. Like, yeah, like you worry cause you want to do well, but it's like, it's stressing you out. Um, and then the friend of mine told me about like just breathing like four, seven, eight, like four seconds in, hold for seven, breathe out eight. And I think that helps me too. Yeah. So it's I like breathing, breathing too. focusing on the now, um, using things that are going to just be like cues to like centralize yourself and like f- come back to like yourself. Um, but like obviously like I'm human. So like sometimes I am stressed out and I let it like, eh, I'll let it like brew for a little bit. Like it's just bugging me right now whatever it is but once i like get my crap together it's like okay now i gotta like do my breathing techniques because i like i can't be stressed and like sit here and mope or worry about something for the next hour like i gotta i got work to do that's what i tell people it's like um i don't want to go to the gym it's stressful like hard in there or like i don't want to like study for this test i just hate studying for tests so i'm stressed about hate i haven't even studied and i'm so stressed to study but it's like one, it needs to get done. So just do it. Nike, just do it. <laughs> but um, that's how I view stress. I don't think I let it get to me. There's some kids, that are like people that I see that they're stressed. They're like, ah, oh, I just, ah. Oh. I'm like, just start now, man. It's easier said than done, but just start now. Because then three days from now, you're not going to be worried about it. Like you're not going to be stressed about it. Mm-hmm. We create our own stress is what I keep going to. So true. Some things are, and then also I told someone this, because worrying and stress are tied to each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. Whenever you're stressed about something, make a list of things like put like write down like whatever you're struggling with, write it down at the top, and then you make one column that says things that are in my control that can help fix this or change this or make it feel better. Things that are in my control. And the other side, things that are not in my control. And I'm like, I guarantee you're gonna have like ten different things on the side of like things that are not in my control and you're going to have like two things on the side of things that are in my control. And I'm like, 
if you just look at that and realize, wow, I'm worried about all these things that are not my control. Like, see, you're worrying about things you can't even change. So just like, just focus on the ones you can. Mm-hmm. That's like what helps me too. Cause I'm like, hmm, can I control what my score is? Kind of like studying for it, blah, blah, blah. So like, it's my control. Do the best I can. Um, Once I like already did the best I can, can I control what it ends up being? No. So it's like, whatever happens, happens, whatever's meant to be. If the time is now that I get a great score and go to get to school, into school, my time is now. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like anyone that list, that side that says things that are not my control is going to be so long. It's like, you're, oh, yeah. you're hurting yourself, man. Yeah. You're wearing yourself and like, don't worry. It's a waste of time. Don't worry. It's a waste of time. I like that. Man. Yeah. It's true. There's just some things that I like cues and things I think about whenever I'm like worried about something or stressed. Because they go hand in hand. That's what I say. They go hand in hand. They do, man. Yeah. Self-awareness with your feelings and emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dakota was the one who told me on the podcast, stress is either a lack of action or an action that you need to stop. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, especially kids that go to school, stressed about doing the homework. So there it's a stress because you haven't done it. Yeah. And then maybe for people that smoke nicotine, I'm stressed because I need to quit. So there's a stress of, of, you know, where you need to like stop doing something that Mm you need to like doing. Yeah. So if you can kind of like do as best as you can to do, you know, not worry so much about it, stress less about it, just fucking do it with the action that, Going back to the Andrew Huberman guy, he's saying, then it's like, you know, makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, worry about the things you that are in your control. That's what I yeah. tell people. Yeah. So make the list because you're probably, if you don't make the list, I guarantee you're probably worrying about the things you can't control. Yeah. Thank you I can't much. control me being born to who I was born to, the kind of upbringing I had. I can control any of that. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I've, for a while, I was worried about it. I'm like, damn, I'm really at a disadvantage. You know, like, life sucks. Like, this is life I was born into. Like, it's so hard. Is it Should it really be this hard? But then eventually, like, I stopped worrying about the things that are not in my control. Started worrying about the things that are. Like, going back to, like, like okay, you have two kids. You know, one of them does so well. They never saw their parent. And you have one kid who, like, never saw their parent. And um, they just... Down the bad road. Oh, and I, I saw, I don't know if this is real, but I, someone told me this one time. All right. So there's two brothers, right? Twins. And their dad's a drunk, right? And, you know, they go home. Their dad's just a drunk, always passed out drunk, all that. Everything you would see in a movie that's about a drunk dad and two kids. And, you know, one of them, you know, grows up, you know, and he tries hard in school, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he's a, you know, lawyer, doctor, whatever doing well for his life, family, all these great things. And the other kid is a drunk, you know? And then they asked both of them, like, why did you like pursue to do all this great stuff? It's like, because my dad was a drunk. And then the other kid, why are you like, why can't you like figure it out? Like, why is, because my dad was a drunk. So it's like, it's once again, like stress, like don't let the circumstance stress you out, especially if it's something that's not in your control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, they they're both they're, they had the same reason on they why had the they same reason on why they chose different outcomes. Yeah, but they chose different. You know, 
I've heard something like that before. Yeah, and it's probably like a fake thing. It's probably just like an analogy or something. But like, it's just makes sense, you know? Yeah, I, no, don't say it's fake. I think it's too per, super real because... Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's like, I don't think it was like based on two real brothers is what I'm saying. Right, but you could totally see where yeah. it's like true. You yes. Know, we, we know people that are like totally different. Yeah. But why are you, why, why are you and your brother so different? You yeah. know, like yeah. you just ask your friends questions like that, like, dog... Why can't you be more like him? You know, like yeah. just, just stupid shit like that you see in like day to day stuff. Yeah, and it's like that's how it is. I mean, me and my sister are totally different, mm-hmm. and both of our reasons are because we had controlling parents. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. both of us went through different things. Both of us chose different things. I'm yeah. not going to tell her story, but yeah, you know, for a long time, my my catalyst was oh because my parents pretty much told me what to do for forever. Yeah, you know, and now that I'm like switching that. It's still kind of because of, you know, my parents were pretty controlling. Yeah. You know? They definitely were. Like, it definitely were. I mean, I was your friend. Just like, like a lot of parents. I was your friend. Like, ah, oh, guys, I don't know. Like, oh, Josh, we'll pick you up. You know? Yeah. 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 Gangsters, man. You yeah. know? Real ones. Oh, I, I don't think I can take your cube out today. We'll pick you up, man. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and Betty would come pick me up, dude. Yeah. Go play baseball. Like, yeah, dude, just, just go throw. Like, something... Yeah, casual. Catch, yeah, it's like a nice day. Just Let's use this weather. Yeah, um, we're we should play cash soon. Honestly, dude. Bro. Yeah, I didn't bring my glove, but yeah, man. Really, I don't have another. Jonas glove. has a glove, probably. Jonas has. I a know glove. he has that thing strapped. Bro, he's got a glove. If I texted him, <laughs> we could play catch really quick. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down. Um, I'd be down. Yeah, man. Stress. Yeah. I obviously everyone's feelings are valid. You know, like yeah. you're gonna be stressed out about things. Yeah. But like, maybe you don't have to be, you know. Yeah, no, you definitely. It's good don't to talk to about be. it though. It's good to like you have reach out to, to a friend because like yeah. I always tell people like, like get it out from here from your head and put it out there. Whether it's like through a podcast, yeah. maybe there's someone else that needs help dealing with like their emotions, or one of your close friends, or a counselor, or whatever. What a what are they, therapist, something like that. Um. Yeah, because maybe it's like you have every right to be stressed about what you're stressed about. Like, it's your life. But, like, maybe someone can just, like, I mean, if you ask me, oh, you know what I'm going to tell you. I'm like, it could be worse. That's what I'm going to tell you. But um, I'm still going to tell you your feelings are valid, though. Yeah. And there's, like, what am I trying? There's, uh, <laughs> there's healing in, like, both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your question? <coughs> Um. Oh, you said you read Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Yes, I've heard I it's did. a great book. Um, f- whenever I've seen videos on Matthew McConaughey where he's speaking about life, and mm-hmm. he does, mm-hmm. he has like great things to say. Like, yeah, what was your biggest take on that book? Because that's a book I want to like buy and read. I'll let you borrow it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but like, what was your biggest? What did you learn from that guy? Because like, he has a lot of good things to say. Whenever I've heard of video about him or he's like talking about something sometimes he's just being saying something funny but like yeah what was your biggest take like i guess what was your biggest take that's it yeah dude i really appreciate you fucking asking me this question because i'm really proud of myself for even buying the book i'm proud of you for reading it because like yeah Right, I I've t- I dude, that book's been sitting in my cart because I like use the Kindle app. Yeah, it makes it easy. Like I don't have to carry all these books around. Yeah, but like you've actually read it. I'm over here yeah. like, dang, I want to read it too. 
Nah, man. I appreciate you so much. I've been like I was really I was a good reader as a kid, <clears throat> and this is where it's so funny because you said your parents never read to you. We're here, friends. My my parents did read to me, and I fucking loved reading. And I think like you know there's a lot of people like this and a lot way better than me. But at like when I was in like second or third grade, I had a tenth or eleventh grade reading level, so I would understand big words that definitely not second or third grade level. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think that's just one of my gifts, mm-hmm. where just. And so I'm not sucking my own dick too much. I was failing math every single year that I was in school. Failed that shit. So reading and words and stories have really come easy to me. So, you know, I would read the Harry Potter books. I would read. I did not know this about you. Yeah, bro. I would read like a lot of things and I would read it just to like flex on the other kids in my class because they'd be struggling with these normal levels, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, man. (laughs) You know, they'd be struggling, especially in middle school. I hated how other kids would like make fun of me for like certain things. I did not know this. I had athletics and I had my AR level. That shit was mad crazy, bro. You know, Mm -hmm. like I would just be, I don't know, but yeah, I bet that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Nah, nah. Cause you're you're so much smarter than me. You're I'm gonna drop out. You're going to med school. Okay, fuck you. I can flex about my reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you can you can dude. I remember like in twelfth grade, real quick because I like I want to hear your question, your answer. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I remember like they said, okay, Jose, like you did the test and it says your AR goal is in ninth grade level, and I'm a senior. I'm like, that's gotta be wrong. Let me take it again. <laughs> yeah. It every year though, is, I always, every year though, I always had like if I was a second grader, I would I had a second grade reading level. Yeah, third grade, third, like I was always like at where I should have been, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, but honestly, I feel like I, I wish I would have like been better. I wish I could have been like in middle school, like oh, you're reading at a senior year or senior reading level. I'm like, no, nah, I was reading at eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade. Every other kid was reading at senior year or like so there was one kid I think you're reading at a thirteenth grade level or something. I'm like. There is no 13th grade. Right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I would have those levels, those crazy ones. I'd be like, shit, dude. But I remember I tried to read the Iliad in eighth grade, and I basically under I could read the words and pronunciate them, but I had no idea what mm-hmm. they were saying. The Iliad's like a Greek. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I would like to read those. because tri- It's like a legacy or whatever they are, a trilogy or no, it's a... I don't know, but I've heard know. good things about like Greek literature. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of deep meaning to it. I remember I got a couple pages in, and I was like, "All right, dog, you're not, you're not here, bro." <laughs> you know? Yeah. You like Harry Potter because it's a story. I am so lost. Yeah. But anyway, back to the question. I wanted to say that because I am proud of it, and yeah, sometimes you should be. You need to kind of like puff your chest yeah, out a little man. bit and say thank you, but also I'm proud of myself for that too. Yeah. And but, dude, Matthew kind of is such a fucking gangster, man. I mean, fuck. I think it was really easy for me to read because this is the first book that I've read. First one that I've bought since high school. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even buy books in high school. Um, First one that I've read fully all the way through that my dad didn't like give me and be like, hey, I think you should read this, you Mm -hmm. know? And I I don't even think I read one of his books ever that he gave me. And there's a bunch Mm -hmm. of them in my room. (laughs) You know how dads are. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not. No, I no, don't. Damn. My dad. My the dad only book always. that I, the only you know the only books I was ever given growing up 
was the Bible with the little a mini version where there was like little yeah yeah like and then a little size, bigger one size, yeah. and that's the books I was getting and they were in Spanish yeah <laughs> oh damn <laughs> damn that's yeah. crazy my dad would always be like that man I mean he he's a big dude so that's pretty mm-hmm. much all he could do he could sit around and read mm-hmm. so now I think a big part of me being like you know I want to do things is because the motivation of you know my dad can't really do a lot now mm-hmm. and what do i credit that to him saying oh, i have to work him saying oh well, you need to sit down and read mm-hmm. that's all he could do was go to a job tell other people what to do and then like sit around and fucking yeah read in <clears throat> his office for hours and eat fucking stupid fucking shit yeah eat mcdonald's or you know do whatever and i love my dad and Great guy, I'm so nice proud guy. of him. Yeah, you've met him a couple mm-hmm. times. Like, you know, like I'm, I love him so much, and we have a, such a good relationship now that I've like matured and like gotten onto my own and like things like that. And he's totally different, and he's matured in a lot of ways, and he's getting into like better health. At least it's a struggle for everybody, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, Matthew McConaughey's book was fucking easy to read because he doesn't try to be too smart. He's just him, and he so does have a he he does have a philosopher's brain, but from a Texan, you mm-hmm. know, like he's Texas boy born and raised. Mm-hmm. So he's just like me, you know. He's just like one of our fucking friends. He's mm-hmm. easy to listen to, but he's so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Green Lights, mm-hmm. and there were so many times in the book where he says, you know, I had to do this so that this could happen right now. I'm on probation. I'm going to get off July 22nd, 2023, 2022. 2023. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was 2022. But no, wish. it's okay. So reading that book while doing this, this is like, he would call this a red light or a yellow light. Mainly like a stop, you know, I'm pretty much here. For a year of his life, when he turned 18, he went to Australia, did like a year of, you know, like living with other people. For him, that was like a red light because he was, he know, he went, he was in high school. He was fucking good looking, got all the girls, always had a pretty girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, had a cool truck with the megaphone on it. He would mm-hmm. go to the parking lot early in the morning, wait for everybody to show up, yell at them through the megaphone, you know. <laughs> hey, look at that dress Sally's got on today. You watch out for yourself, Sally. Everybody's going to be after you, you mm-hmm. know. Like, he was the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Then he takes a step back and goes, you know what? I kind of want to go to, you know, Australia. I want to do this, like, student exchange program or some shit, you know. And goes over there. Nobody fucking knows him. He's got a weird accent. You know, to him... Everybody there has a weird accent, but he mm-hmm. loved it. But to them, they're like, you sound American, mm-hmm. you know, am I, you sound American, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. however, you know, and so it was a huge red light for him because he lived with these really weird people for six months. He finally got switched houses, lived with great other people and they all, you know, made fun of him. And they were like, how did you survive with these like weird ass mm-hmm. fucking people? Cause they're all in this like club together, you mm-hmm. know? So he's going from these people's house in the club to these people's house in the club to these people's house in the club. And it was like a huge red light for him. He had to like rethink totally who he was and like 
have like these like kind of big moments for him at 18 of like wow the world is such a different place than i thought it was or than my experiences Mm -hmm. have shown me so right now is like a huge red light in my life like i had an identity in athletics growing up i had an identity as like a you know josh was like the church kid you know I fell out of both of those things. And then I had an identity as like a drug person who basically could get what, get you what you wanted and show you a good time. Mm -hmm. That identity fell out because it was unhealthy and it was hurtful. Now I'm restarting an identity as a Domino's delivery driver, Mm -hmm. a felon and a podcaster Mm -hmm. slash comedian slash whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But, I feel more that I have an identity as just a dude because I'm not putting my identity in those things. Somebody asked me what I do. Oh, I drive for Domino's, but I'm not a Domino's delivery driver. Well, what else do you do? Well, I have a podcast, but I'm not a podcaster, you know? Well, what else do you do? Well, I work out, but I'm not a work. I'm not like a fitness dude. You know, I'm just Mm -hmm. like a dude who's like trying to do his best out here. Yeah. So like the big takeaway from Matthew McConaughey's book was like, there are certain times in your life for everything that you're going to do. You know, there's tons of times in his life where he just didn't know who he was and he had to just remove himself. Mm-hmm. He just had to go. Um, He blew up at 23 he got the movie Dazed and Confused. That's like his big one where like the quote from it is, hey, man, you know something I love about these high school girls? I keep getting older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> you know, like he's, yeah. that's like the big quote from it. And it was just like, fuck, dude, that's so fucking funny. Bro. Yeah. It's like, what a dog. What a, G, what a dog, man. Yeah. What a man's dude, you know? What a wild man. But so he got famous at 23 and in for a while he had to just go through that time of you know, I'm, I'm gonna stay at the fancy hotel and yeah i'm gonna have these girls into my room every night and we're gonna stay up and do coke and you know we're gonna chase that dragon you know mm-hmm. like we are gonna go after every single thing that i possibly can i'm gonna have the nice car i'm gonna get the nice clothes i'm gonna get the nice food i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want yeah but then he put his identity in totally what hollywood said he was supposed to be Mm-hmm. So he had to remove himself and he had to go to the Amazon. You know, he had like a dream and he he had to go to the Amazon and just kind of like, because his dream depicted like on a raft with like these Amazonian motherfuckers all around him. <laughs> and he's just like on the river and he knew it was the Amazon river. So he's like, all right, well, I'm go to the Amazon river. So he goes there and I think he took like a hit of ecstasy, but he was there for something like 20 or 30 days. And he had to just strip his identity of whatever he thought he was. And, you know, I think that's just, like, super important. And I never want to, like, get too proud to say, like, I can restart. Because he restarted multiple times in his life. That was one time. Another time he went to Africa. Um, You know, multiple times. Just to write the book, he had to go and just, like, totally unplug. He went out in the middle of the fucking desert. And just took all of his like little anecdotes that he's written down for years 
just sat, you know, with nothing. He's like, all right, well, I remember this one. Or, dang, I didn't even remember I wrote that. And then putting it all together, like, man, mm-hmm. like, I think I should write a book. You know, I, I've, I've wanted to. I did this for a reason. I think this is a good idea. But, like, man. But he had to completely, like, come away. So, you know, I love being around people. I love, like, talking to people. And I've been thinking about it for a while. You know, this is season two of the podcast. But I really want to do, like, a social media just, like, you know, take just like cleanse you know just like Mm -hmm. not be on my instagram not be on my snapchat have the phone but delete the apps but like just just disappear you know because and i've talked about it with other people vipod was one of the dopest conversations that i've ever had honestly even when after the podcast when we were done talking but like you have to master the art of isolation for a time because you put yourself in this state of I'm just going to be me and do what I do. And I don't even know what it is that I'm going to do. I'm not making a plan. Mm-hmm. You do what you do. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm just going to go by feeling, go by, you yeah. know, play it by ear. If I want to get up and run, I'm going to get up and run. If I want to sit here and eat potato chips and watch movies, I'm going to sit here and eat potato chips and watch movies. But when you get done with that time, not a couple days, it needs to be a good little while if you're really serious about finding out who you are and getting like a level up in your self-awareness game you got to kind of like just fuck off but not you know yeah then you're gonna come out of that and you're gonna get those people that are like hey man what you been up to yeah like you're like a little different yeah and maybe they don't like it but if you're comfortable with you yeah like that's the whole point finding out who you want to be who you are for a period of time in your life before the next time comes when you're like, ah, I'm doing it again, you know, just mm-hmm. disappear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the biggest thing I took away is definitely like there are times in your life for everything. There are yeah. green lights, red lights, yeah. yellow lights, you know? Gotcha. I did not know that's what he was really referring to when he called it green lights. Yeah, man. I, I mean, the way that he puts it is like there's a lot of anecdotes. There's a lot of stories. There's a whole lot of bumper stickers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, he was just trying to, like, tell people, I mean, like, whatever you have to do right now doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. It really is about being patient and waiting because green lights happen, whether they're big or small, you know? There was one time in the book. I'm going to let you read the book, but there's another time in the book. I just love it so much because it's fucking relatable. And the ultimate thing is he became an actor, a father, philosopher, book writer. Like, he's what, like, I want to be him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to do all the shit that he has fucking done. I want to be in movies. I want to do speeches. You know, I want to, like, talk to people. I want to write something. I want to create things. Yeah, You know, I love taking in movies. I love reading books. I like watching TikToks, but I also want to be one of those people that makes that shit too and impacts people in a positive way. And fucking, you know, um, one of the times he, uh, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, dude. So he he's doing all these like, 
sexy movies, right? He's taking his shirt off on the beach. He's like making out with all the bitches, you know, like ch- kissing all the girls in the movies. And like, he's that guy. He's the rom-com Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And he meets this woman and he kind of changes his like thinking. And he goes, you know, I really don't want to be that guy anymore. I've done it all. I've done every single one of them that I could possibly do. And I'm making a lot of money, but I'm just going to say nah to all of them. So he lets his publisher know or his uh, publicist or his like, you know, dude that takes the calls. He's, he told him, he was like, hey, man, any of these come through, you tell him, no, Matthew McConaughey is not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. So he gets like big time offers to do big movies for a lot of money. I think like he there's a progression, but just for the sake of the conversation, I don't remember what the numbers were. Let's say he, he gets, you know, somebody says, hey, I'm going to give you a million to you know, do this movie. He's like, nah. All right, well, I'm going to give you 3.7 to do this movie. Uh, nah. I'm going to do, I'm going to give you 18 million to do this movie. You're an idiot if you say no. He's like, well, let me read the script again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he still says no. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, dude, that level of fucking commitment. I couldn't imagine turning down even a yeah. hundred dollars for an acting job yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 18 million motherfucking dollars Mm -mm. and he says no he goes through like a 22 month period of no jobs not working he doesn't know if people have forgotten who he is they don't know if he they've moved on and just channing tatum's the guy now or what but then eventually a, a, a call comes and they're like okay well mcconaughey's fucking serious about this he is not doing rom-coms anymore. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes with him with the, I think it was Magic Mike or something. And yeah, that was a little bit more like, you know, he's taking his shirt off. He's doing that. But it wasn't a rom-com. It was more of a story. It was like a character piece, you know? And he was like, all right, I'll do that. And then it fucking blew up. Was he in Magic? Wait, you're talking about Magic Mike? Yeah. He was in it? Channing Tatum's Magic Mike, but Matthew McConaughey is like the coach. One of the guys? He was like, you know, the guy that like met him and was like, hey, you know. I didn't, I don't remember. Hey, kid, you got something. Yeah. Dude, you got to rewatch it because it's hilarious. And now that you know this about Magic Mike, it's like, or I mean, Matthew McConaughey, you'll kind of like think about it differently. Yeah. But. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen Dallas Buyers Club? No, mm. I haven't. Everybody told me it's great mm. and I need to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's before this phase or not of him, but that one's more of a serious one, I think, into his older days. So I think it is after this break. Mm-hmm. I think it was so good. But he starts, the point is he starts getting these different mm-hmm. jobs and he <clears throat> starts making way more fucking money mm-hmm. and getting these really respectable roles and winning the Oscar nominations, you know, those weren't going to come unless if, if he just kept doing the rom-coms, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So th- there was a huge green light in his life at fucking 40 or whatever it yeah. was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he had to sit at that red light for 20 months, dude. That's fucking almost two years. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a single fucking acting job. Mm-hmm. He's losing his identity. He's going crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. His wife's sitting around like, hey, you know, I like you and everything, but like, we are going to pay the bills soon, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, obviously they're still chilling. Like, he's got, you know, money saved up. He was smart. Stuff like that. So they're not dying. But yeah. you got to get to that. You know, there's like this this point where, you know, you're looking at 
you're looking around and you're like, man, am I doing something that's actually worth it? Do I believe in it? And how long do I have to wait? Like, when's it going to pay off, man? Mm -hmm. I totally feel like that right now. You mm -hmm. know, man, I'm getting sober. I don't even want to. <laughs> and I got to do these drug tests every mm -hmm. freaking couple Thursday. of days. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But I, but just reading his book gives me hope that like, man, just stick it out. And like, there's going to be a huge payoff. Even if it's not a huge payoff, there's going to be green lights, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for is my green light. Cause I feel like ever since I moved to Omaha back in like April, 2020, I feel like I've been at a red light. Like literally like it was good for me in a sense, because like speaking on like, I was, I was by myself like 24 seven in a city where like, I only knew like a couple people if that, and I was just with myself so much. And like, I learned so much about myself and spent so much time alone. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it taught me, I've, I don't know what it taught me. Maybe I know what it, know, but I just don't know how to put it in the words. But like just being able to like focus on myself, be aware of like how things made me feel, being able to like really deal with my emotions alone in a sense. Like, oh, I didn't get into school. I really can't like throw this on my friends or anything. Cause that's like, like, like how did like how I dealt with it was kind of crazy. Cause I was really at a low. Like I was like, mm, do I like, do I give up? Is this a red light? Is this like a sign for me to go like find something else, do something else? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I definitely learned how to deal with my emotions better. How to be more aware of like how I want to deal with things. How to like learn how to like take a step back and like really just like think about like. Why do I feel this way? What should I do? What's going to make me feel better? And that's kind of when I came up with like, like, cause you want to choose what's better. Or you just want to choose what's going to make you happy. That's when I came up with that. It was like in Omaha, I was like, eh, I'm kind of feeling like I want to choose the thing that's going to make me happy right now. And sometimes like, eh, like it'll make me happy, but it'll be short term happy. So let's try the pros and cons method. Um, that's when I learned how to do that for myself. But yeah, dude, I was literally like alone 24 seven, like, the friends I knew, they're like, they lived at home with their parents. I'm like, dude, I would come home from work to myself. I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. just me. Like, everything is as I left it. That's it. It was like super weird. Like, that's the most I've ever been to like spend time alone with myself. I'm like, I think it's a good, I think everyone should do it because I literally moved to a whole new city away from yeah. everyone. Yeah. Literally. I think everyone should try it once just Cause that's probably the most I've ever been solitary. I think I, I did it for just, I did it for like that reason. I'm like, you know, I moved to Carney and that was cool, but like, I'm going to like do something crazier and like, see how, what, what I can like figure out for myself. I kind of took it as like a test. Like, can I make it out in this like big city and like find a job or whatever while I'm waiting for like figuring out like school stuff? <clears throat> I would say I like got lucky because, like, I went six months without being able to find a job. It was crazy, man. Damn. Any money I had saved up was gone. I was like... <gasps> oh, yeah. Like, if I don't find a job, I'm not going to pay rent. Like, what's going to go on? I'm going to have to, like... Yeah. I don't know what... I, I did not know what I was going to do. Zero. And then I finally got a job. And I literally told them, like... Like, you're not going to regret this. Because I was like... I've been six months without a job, no income. You gotta, you gotta really double down, dog. Yeah, you gotta go hard. Yeah, so I was literally like overtime, 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 and that taught me like, wow, I'm not afraid of hard work. 
Yeah. Especially if there's a motivation of like. And you like it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not afraid of working 12 hours a day, four days a week, you know, back to back to back to back. I'm like, I thought that was like a challenge. I'm like, I can do it. You know, and I would pick up like little four hour, six hour shifts on top of that four days a week, 48 hours. I'm like, wow, I can like bust my ass off. Like, I'm not afraid of hard work. And I've known that about me in a sense, but I'm like, wow, I'm over here like killing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just like identity. Um, One thing I also think people should do is um, work like a factory job Mm. Mm -hmm. because like you're working with parents who are supporting because it'll be easier for you because you have no one relying on you. You're just right. like a 20 something year old working in a factory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I worked at Baldwin Filters here in Kearney. Yeah. Not labor intensive, you know, no. Tyson and Tyson and Lex, dude, all the parents of my friends and like my, at some point my parents did that, like props to them, man. That's yeah. like the like manual labor. Like, yeah. you know, like my dad tried. He couldn't. Yeah, dude. Like some people can't hack it. Like their hands literally like carpal tunnel and Bro. things like that are real. Like you hold that knife for 12 hours a day, man. Like your hands don't look like that after months of doing it. Yeah. Like don't look pretty in a sense. Yeah, man. But I'm um, working at Baldwin Filters. I'm like, wow, this could be my life. Like um, working full time. Um, I have to come in for 12 hours a day. Otherwise I'm fired. Like it's mandatory to come in and do overtime. Like that's sad. These are parents next to me that have done this for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. One of the parents I met, and like I knew their son. I'm like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone should do that just because it just like once again teaches you about yourself. Like, mm-hmm. are you afraid of hard work? Like, let's say you hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. you had to f- do a job like that. Can you do it? Or you're just gonna give up on life and say, I can't find a job. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was doing over. I mean, once again, like it was easy for me. Like I didn't have kids relying on me. I didn't have to figure out who's going to pick up my child from work. So that's like take advantage of it and just see how it affects you. See what you learn about yourself. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, bro. Dude, I hated it. I would literally show. Yeah. I would. I was doing overtime because I could. Like I'm like, yeah. Why not? It's the summer. I'm working yeah. there in the summer. Yeah. I'd show up at 4 a.m. Two hours before 6 a.m., which was like, then I do like the eight hour shift, and then from. When did we get done? We get done like at 4 p.m. And I would like do two hours after. So I was doing 12 hour shifts. I'm like, wow, I can do 12 hour shifts. I was like, but I'm a kid. Once again, I don't have like right. old bones in the sense. Right. I you got s- that energy. I can We're stand able to now. I can stand all day. You know, I don't have anything aching. Um, it was so funny though, because all these people would see me show up to work and I'd go to the coffee machine. I'd um put two cups of ice and I'd go to the coffee thing and put the ice in the coffee. So it was like, not hot just shotgun basically those two cups of coffee and i'm like let's go to work because otherwise dude i'd fall asleep on the line like right it was such monotonous work thinking such monotonous work i'm like one rubber band over the filter one rubber band over the filter bag 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 and i literally like literally man so like two cups of coffee just all these parents old people would see me like yeah they're over here enjoying their coffee i'm just like chugging this bitch <laughs> and at our like, break, what are you eager to go do son? yeah at our break i'm like <laughs> yeah once again just chugging coffee yeah yeah push through yeah like for them even if they had six cups of coffee they're still tired like they're yeah. older i'm like right damn they're out here struggling like yeah, yeah. and i met so many nice people I met some mean people too, but I met so many people like right. that's their life. Jose, what, Jose, if you weren't going to school to be a doctor, would you like consider this? I'm like, hell no. 
I'm like, I'm sorry, respectfully. Yeah. But I think there's better ways to make money. Yeah. No. Especially like if Target now is like paying twenty four dollars an hour at some places. For real. Yeah. What the fuck? Like that's I, insane. Yeah, dude. That's what I would do. Like you know, I'm just over there messing around, stocking shelves or whatever. Twenty four dollars right. an hour. Right, dude. There's this, always other things you can do. People that say, "Whoa, this is the only thing I can get." You're gonna get stuck, man. Yeah. I just love talking to people though. So like, I think. Yeah. In this, someone told me like, "Well, as a doctor, you can't really talk to people." I'm like, "Yeah, but I can best make the best out of a ten minute, thirty minute visit, yeah, or whatever." Like, I might not see him all day. It's not like this, but yeah, I'll make still the, get to talk. I'll to make people. the best out of yeah, it. human interaction, um, even know. with the nurses or other people that are around yeah. you because you're at a hospital. Yeah, so I'm like, I think it's what's it's gonna be like really good for me, and people love to talk. I mean, yeah, and when you feel like someone really like, oh, they really wanted to talk to me and get to know my situation, try to help me. Better outcomes. Better outcomes. Yeah, it's only going to help. Yeah. That's talking to people. That's what I liked about that job. I just got to talk to people, get some real world, like how they ended up at a factory for 20 years. I'm like, I've, I've barely been alive 20 years. You know, it's like you've been, since I was born, you've already been working here. Been here. Doing the same thing, probably Fuck. what you were doing back then in 1997. God. That's what they, I think. It's a fear. People our age should do just to like, even if it's like summer help, which I did in the summer, just like, I was like, yeah, I should. Get perspective that way, man. Yeah. That's why I love, that's why I love experiences. And the coolest thing about like experiences, coolest thing about experiences is I can share with someone. So now you don't have to go do that. You don't have to go do it, Josh. Right. You got a little bit of insight from me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about experiences. You can share them with people. Share them. You know, like if I've been through hell, I can share it. Well, this is how I dealt with it. Or this is what how the this is the kind of outlook perspective it gave me, yeah. and then someone like, cause like would I want someone to suffer just because? So like I tell people this, I'm like, honestly, if I wouldn't have like suffered, quote unquote, gone through the things I've gone through, I probably wouldn't be pursuing medicine. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I want my kids in the future if that happens or my friends or anyone to like experience so much suff- suffering just so they can like end up doing something great hell no that's mm. kind of you know i don't want i don't wish the i don't wish the worst on like someone i dislike yeah it's my hate yeah um which is why like just perspective you can share matthew mcconaughey sharing all his perspectives yeah his experiences that's the coolest yeah, thing about experiences you can share them someone yeah. and you know not meant to be just for yourself. Yeah. And people are meant to be together. Yeah. Listen to your story. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. That's what I learned. That, that's what I learned about there. Is like, damn, these people are people and they want to be wrecked. Like, I, I like see on TikTok too. I especially see it on there. It's like, hey, how's your day going? It's like, and like they're recording this. So obviously they're doing it for the views also, which kind of like is like, eh, for me. But like, I get the point. Yeah. It's like, well, thank you for saying hi. Like, you made me feel like I was a person. Usually, I always come to the coffee shop. No one ever says hi. Yeah. Except the person, like, getting my order. And they're getting paid to say hi to me, you know? Right. And some people just want it. Like, dude, I love talking to people. I know you do it too, man. Whenever I meet someone that doesn't like talking to people, I'm like, ah, yikes. <laughs> like, there's... It's because, like... Yikes. It's kind of weird, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Or, yeah, I don't think that's normal for me at all. It's... Like, I like to go press. to the gym. Like you just walk around, like looking at people. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. 
you know but like yeah dude i don't know i don't think no one would ever come to me come up to me i feel like i want i wish someone i could have someone follow me around and record me because i probably look like a fucking asshole because i always like walk if i have to okay time to go to the smith machine i walk with a purpose dude and i'm literally like i'm probably running to the smith machine and people are like there's a crazy kid that always like speed walks to everything you know i'm just so focused <laughs> kid in high school oh god i'm just so focused man that's like, a good way to be though but like i'd like someone to be like hey man spot me or like hey man you want to spot because sometimes i need a spotter yeah sometimes i feel like i'm gonna break something for real because i'm trying to push myself yeah man you it's never so really weird to know. ask for someone to spot me but like yeah. good for you that you were approachable at hey a, i mean she's the one who had the fucking balls to go yeah you know, yeah yeah i don't fuck i don't know man. yeah oh my gosh yeah we've been doing this for a fat minute um i went to zion national park a long time ago yeah you're walking up a hill basically not a hill like a mountain and like I was leading the pack and so many people would say hi to me. Hi. Hey. And then like, if I wasn't leading the pack, someone else was, it's like, you must not be approachable. Like no one's saying hi to oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I, I am that guy, but at the gym, I definitely probably don't look like that guy. It's different at the gym. Sometimes yeah. people think you look approachable, but when you are like very, cause like, cause like you're thinking, you know, like you're thinking, okay, my heart rate's pretty good right now. I want to see if I can push myself. So you start thinking like, okay, so where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Oh, I want to go do that one. Boom. I'm going to go do that one. Okay. This is how I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, uh. You're good looking. So people are like, oh, you know, like they're like yeah, a little bit intimidated by like how you look, you know, you fucking Bruno Mars looking ass. Someone told me that, you know, people do get, I mean, when I see a cute girl at the gym, the, the little bitch in me just goes, oh, I don't even have a chance. Mm hmm. You know, but then you like look in the mirror and you're like, hey, I'm not, I'm not like terrible. Yeah. You know? Maybe I pretend to go like steal one of her weights or, you know, you go make a joke about like, hey, don't take my weights, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like something stupid like that or just go and say mm -hmm. hi. You never really know what she's thinking either. She's probably yeah. insecure as fuck too. Everybody is. Everybody is, man. Once you kind of realize that, it's like so much easier to just talk to anybody. Yeah. No, literally. You know? Um, this is a take I told my roommate because he's like, "Yeah, man." He goes to the Planet Fitness I go to, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, man." Saw this cute girl. I'm like, "Dude, don't talk to her." He's like, "I'm like, don't even worry about saying." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because, man, if she says she has the worst case scenario, she says she has a boyfriend, and then now every day you're gonna see her, you're gonna want to move gyms." <laughs> I'm like, "Save yourself, that man." Like the gym's your heaven. Like it's your safe haven. Yeah, for real. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it, man. That's it. And so like. For me, yeah, man. Like whenever I'm in the dude, right now waiting, doing all this waiting. I'm still doing school on top of it, but I'm waiting for like a a, a score, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I look forward to gym every day. Yeah, like I I posted the other day on my snap. I was like, um, all I can think about is going to the gym. You know, something goofy like that. But like, it's true. It's true. It's my safe haven. I feel like everything in there is in my control how much weight i'm gonna do how much right? weight i don't want to do there's no nose you know, there's the no gym. yeah it's just like me pushing myself so like that's my safe haven and like yeah am i gonna ruin that by shooting my shot or something nah man that's my safe haven right honestly like if i i'll maybe chat it up like yeah like yeah like this is what i do like yeah. oh i've never seen extras like maybe that but like i'm never gonna like shoot my shot because like right i just don't need to ruin my safe haven because like and let's say like 
best case scenario, like, oh, you get a girl's number, blah, blah, blah. But now every time I go to the gym, I'm going to be worried about, oh, let's see if I can get her to work out with me or something. Like, Right. And I'm so worried about, like, working out with someone and, like, I'm not really right. focused on my workout. Even before you go to the gym, you don't have that excitement anymore because you're like, oh, what if she's there? Yeah. Ruined it for yourself. Yeah, I see. See, even if it's best case scenario and you get a girl's number, blah, 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 she's so into you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it doesn't become my, it's like less of my safe haven. It's more like me just trying to pick up girls or something. Like, eh, yeah. I yeah. really want to like get bigger, work yeah. on my body, physique, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I just kind of just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Good for guys that shoot their shot in the gym, but. Yeah, good for you. There's nothing wrong with it, but. Yeah. There's different aspects that you should think about before you just start. Yeah, it's just the one place I feel guy. like so 100% like confident, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I'm like. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want it to keep being. Boom. And you create yeah. your your own environment around you, you know? Yeah. You look at what you want to look at. You do what you want to do. You eat what you want to eat. Yeah. If you want it to be that, you make it that. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck it up. Yeah. It's valid, man. It's relatable. It's flip. Yeah. I do need to eat some sort of lunch. Yeah, I man. I have to work at four. Damn, bro. <laughs> what are you going to eat? The steaks? You didn't even take them out. I didn't take them out. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. I don't really have anything in there good. I have oh, oatmeal. The steak's like the best thing. I might go eat something. You want to go out for lunch? Um, What are you, what got? Are you feeling? Something like good and healthy-ish because like, you know, we just worked out. All I had was a peanut butter and jelly coffee. Yeah, my brother they made me like a juice burrito. Though. They have a juice up here? Oh, yeah, they do. They, they do. Um, He made you a burrito. Yeah, eggs. Do and you like, need to go eat that? No, I already ate it. Oh, nice. That, before I came here, he was like, you want post work at me? I'm like, I'll take nice. a burrito or whatever. Like that's, breakfast burrito. That's gangster. But um, Where should we go for lunch? Are you saying yes right now? I'm saying yeah, because uh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, my stomach's like, either eat the granola bar. Yeah, or <laughs> we need to go. Ugly Franco I'll show. I'll eat Kidoba. Kidoba? Probably. Kidoba's good. They got those bowls there that are yeah. healthy. Yeah. You want to go to Chipotle? A life hack to Kidoba is um, asking for three scoops of rice and three scoops of beans because they don't Ooh. charge you extra. Really? Yeah. If you're trying to bulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beans make me poopy, though. I'm pretty sure they don't charge you extra. They never charge me extra. Really? If they charge you extra, I'm sorry. If they charge me extra because I'm white, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm like, cause Josh asked me, he'll come to Omaha. I'm like, no man, I want to come to the lab. Dude, yes. It's, and it's a vibe in here, man. We got the wax melters going. We got the cat wandering around yeah. playing with shit. We got the dead roses on the table. We got that thing that I don't even know what it is over there. It's a uh, hook on the end of a, it's like a pulley system. Definitely from 50 years ago or older. Don't know where I found it, but I like shit that looks like that. You know, it's the vibe. Yeah. Man. Got the skateboard that Isaac Zidikoff painted me because he's <laughs> artsy like that and he's talented. Now it's, I need to get something to put it up on the wall. Yeah. But dude, yeah, I'm really grateful that you wanted to yeah. do this. And yeah. this has been a really good conversation. I hope you yeah. can get something out of it. If not, I love doing this. So yeah. that's why I do this. Yeah. I do this for me. Yeah. You know, which is how it should be. It's how it should be, yeah. man. Fucking dap up for the nice and loud for the fucking. Mm, let's do the Lex handshake. Oh shit! Mm, oh, see, wait. Oh, oh.
<laughs> Josh is Hey, Ugly Vego Show. I love you guys. Thanks for showing support by listening. If you want to message me about anything that you heard in the podcast today, send it, my babies. I want to hear your opinions, but don't hurt my feelings. All right, so we're out of here. Yeah, much love, everyone. Much love. Much love. Jose, you're a gangster. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, this is the one-time take that I've needed to do for a long time. I have another sponsor for the podcast. It is Joe Poppy LTD Incorporated Company LLC. Um, he is a angel investor in the Ugly Franco Show. He helped me buy all this dope-ass podcast material that I have. And a uh, big shout-out to my fucking boy, because without him, none of this would be possible. So, uh, yeah, once again, that is Joe Poppy LTD Incorporated Company LLC. Um, if you are trying to be cool like Jonas, just be cool like Jonas. I don't even know what to tell you. Don't be a don't be a fucking bitch. All right, we out.